everyone. Welcome to episode 299 of the old drop frames. 300 is next week. I got that wrong last week. Apparently, uh, that's your microphone, Zeke. That's you talking to that. That's what that is. <laughs> what is this contraption <laughs> that's, that is in front of me? Yeah, no, that's uh, that's a microphone. That's where that goes. Can you can you crop that out? Can I you? can. Yeah, I can uh, do a little croppage right there. Uh, anyways, as I was saying, uh, yeah. Yeah, the TGA restream doesn't go up on iTunes. So technically, this is $299. Next week's $300. The restreams that we do don't count uh, as iTunes podcast. Thus, they're not numbered episodes. Okay. At least that's what Reggie tells me, and he runs the show around here. So, you know, yeah, it's just. You're letting you're letting other people decide what counts now. I just show up to this shit, Zeke. You know, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, I deal with that shit quite a bit. Like I have like certain like traditions and and you know you know un, unwritten rules that like if I miss a indie day, I'll I'll make up for it. You know, with an indie week eventually, if I miss four of them or whatever. Yeah. And people keep me on that shit, and I just want to tell them, you know, like. I don't have to do anything for you, asshole. Like, <laughs> I don't owe you jack shit. So stop bugging me about this. Like, nice. sure, I was like, yeah, I owe you. Okay, sure. And it was like a nod and a wink. But people get like upset. They're like, you said that this was well, episode yeah. three hundred, and I'm, it is not. I'm kind of on their side. If you say something, it should like you shouldn't say something unless it's true on the internet. You know what I'm saying? 100%. I know that seems big if true, right? But hundred like, percent. If you say something, everybody lies. Stick to it. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Anyways, we'll do three hundred next week. Uh, also, I found out. I guess uh, we got to wait for uh, Jericho is going to be on the show today, and I'm going to call him out. Uh, he said he can't come because of football. So, that, what's that? Hey, listen. I, I played football last night. Crazy. I scored a thousand yards rushing, and I'm here today. That's great. Is he, is he still playing? Does he still play the football? Oh, he's yeah. still on the oh, is yeah. he still on the Cowboys? He's on the Cowboys, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. Oh, I had a couple a couple of good ones last night. Couple okay. of couple of good uh, good missed tags last night that I was able to respond to. Nice. But wait a minute. Hold on. The Super Bowl's soon, isn't it? So football season's over. When does the Super Bowl happen? That's in February. Right? February already? Yeah. Yeah. What was that? Oh. Yeah, I think it's February now. Yeah. yeah. I guess that'll happen. So he's back into the show from February to what, like July, I guess, or August. Is that when? Uh, is, I don't know anything about football. We're grasping at straws here. Jericho, shame on you. You should have come yeah. hang out with your friends. That's all I'm saying. I'll be sad. It was it was nice to have like every every once in a while, like Monday, Sunday, Thursday, I would get I would get some, some oh. fun stuff to to respond to, and. uh it's 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 kind of funny how many people like reply to those and go, you know, I don't really care about football, but I kind of do now because <laughs> you do those tweets like, man, I hope the Cowboys are playing today. <laughs> Were you retweeting the ones that like were yelling at you or no? Oh, Did you just leave oh them absolutely. Alone? Oh, you are okay. All right. Oh yeah, no, I retweet those ones. Uh, a lot of times they'll like last last night. I just I hit. The, the tweet button and the dude immediately immediately uh deleted the tweet but thankfully i still had it pulled up so i kept the receipts and i it showed the picture ah that's what important. i was responding to so so it made sense you know yeah or else, or else I'm, I'm responding to this tweet was deleted and 
that's no fun. Yeah, yeah, it's no fun at all. Anyways, video games, they're on hold right now, guys. I don't know if you know this, but watching TV shows is all the rage on this platform. It's the number one thing to do. It's what everyone's yep. doing, unless you got banned for it, and then you're taking a 48-hour break and coming back and being celebrated for it. Uh, you want to know a funny, a funny story that is that is actually uh, related to this? Yeah. Back all the way back. Take yourself back about 11 years. Is this Macho Man's like Just time traveler? Just an old, old, macho. old man telling you a story. Okay, Macho Man the time traveler. No, Macho man. man would be like this. He'd tell you a story. Um... <laughs> But anyways, take your back self, self back all the way to the days of Justin.tv. And uh, my idea, because uh, gaming was a big part of Justin TV, but it wasn't close to being all of it, right? Sure. Justin TV was broadcasting all kinds of different shit. Gaming was just one section of it. And uh, one of those, like a lot of those sections were pirated, like episodes of whatever, South Park, Trailer Park Boys, like, like uh, football, foot, like foot soccer matches, football matches. Uh, people would just broadcast those on just TV because it was the wild west. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, uh, and they would they would do they would do like weird stuff to avoid like getting dinged by like they just oh yeah they flip mir- mirror the image that, and hey, whatever that still works today. Does so, it? Wow. Yeah, that's wow. Yeah. But uh, my idea when I started streaming was I wasn't going to do gaming. I was going to do, um, I don't know if you, you might know this, I might, might have told this story, but my channel or my show that I was making was was uh, originally titled Flick You, and it was me just basically copying Mystery Science Theater and watching bad movies and commenting on them and making fun of them and stuff like that. Yeah. So I did that for a little bit, and uh, I not only did that, but I also, like, I... I decided like bad movies are not fun like uh, like every time so i would swap between good and bad stuff and then eventually i started like sharing like stuff niche stuff that i liked and one of those things was uh an animated series on mtv called the max mm. um i really enjoyed that show and i was i was uh sharing it watching it uh with my my minimum minuscule audience back then and uh i got dinged by I think it was Vi- Viacom. I think owns MTV, but I'm not sure. Um, yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, but they they perma banned me. Like it was done. Like you were broadcasting. Like they should have done it many episodes ago. <laughs> like many many different shows ago. Because I broadcasted very much copywritten movies note. and shit. But, not to interrupt your story real quick, but just out of but, curiosity, did you receive any DMCA takedowns like officially, or did they just like did Twitch message you and say you're gone? No, no, it was Justin TV, but no or, message, yeah. no message, no, no DMCs no or anything. No just warning. Like you're gone. They in the middle of my stream. It was a hot takedown. Just like huh. I was like, wait, what happened? I was in the middle of watching it. I was like, what? What happened? <laughs> Hello. And then I went back to my account. They're like, your account has been banned. All this type of shit. And I was like, oh fuck, oh no. And I was like, oh no, this is awful. This is terrible. Uh. It was shortly before, and I don't know if this had anything to do with it, but it was, it was shortly before Twitch became a thing. Um, 
So it would have been like what, 2013? I guess. What? 20, yeah. So I like started that. on Twitch on on in April 2013, so probably the year before. 2012. Yeah. Okay. 2012. Yeah. So about 10 years. Ago. Um. Whatever year uh, three that was, I forget what it was. I got banned from Justin TV, and then Twitch happened um, however many months later. Yeah. And I was like, hey, hey it's me. Can, can, hey, can a guy? I begged and pleaded. Like, I sent, like, uh, four or five emails to as many people as I could possibly get. And I was like, hey, listen, I, I'm, I, I'm sorry. I fucked up. I, I won't do it again. I'll never do it again. I promise. Can I have, can I have my account and name back? And it took, it took a good long while. But eventually, like, I got it all back. But that was, they did not give me a warning. They didn't give me shit. That was the way it was back then. It was like you got your channel banned, and then you made your channel again with a number, with the, with the next consecutive number. <laughs> you just made a new account. Yeah, that that's honestly uh, the first time I've ever heard of an account being banned by Twitch that wasn't a reaction of a DMCA claim. Well. The only thing we have to take into consideration is this was a long time ago. It was. As somebody, yeah. just, as somebody pointed out in my chat, there's, there's a there's a chance that maybe they were getting the claims but just didn't have the infrastructure to move them on to all the oh, channels that were actually receiving them. You're probably so right. Maybe the reason he got banned is he got the claims and they just didn't tell him. They were just like, you're gone. You're yeah. probably right. Oh, yeah. yeah. Justin Evie did, barely had any infrastructure as far as I was aware. Yeah. They and barely I'm had sure they were, cut, they were like, at that point. This is the team of lawyers from Viacom, and one of your people is fucked and fucking up. And they're like, "Oh, no problem." Yeah, yeah, they probably just removed them. Yeah, because no, I mean, I wasn't making Justin TV any money, so they, I'm sure they didn't give a shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, that same thing turns out you walked so that uh, <laughs> the other streamers today could fly. Uh, <laughs> Because that's where uh, they're streaming from with all their money while watching the the Master Chefs or not anymore, I guess. Uh, what's the new rage? I guess anime of some sort is the uh, the new rage now. It's I think that's maybe the the craziest thing. Uh, we should probably go back and actually tell the timeline of it. But for people sure. to get like takedowns for both, you know, Pokey getting a live takedown so our channel was banned for forty eight hours. Hassan getting one uh, that when he wasn't live, so. He didn't get banned, but he did get a DMCA strike on his channel. For the response to be like, well, let's just try some anime. Is is like that I don't understand that thought process. Uh if there was one at all there, apart from like, well, I gotta find something to stream, uh, or we're gonna push the envelope. But Well, yeah, to to be there there's there's a couple there's only a few streamers that are that are pushing that right now, thankfully. Right. It's not like every streamer who is streaming MasterChef is now doing all this stuff. And they, they're doing it for different reasons. Um, but, for instance, like, uh, to, to, I, I'm still trying to drill down to the, the root of the perspective as well. Um, but I know, for instance, that Disguise Toast, who was the person I referenced in a, in a tweet that I put out over the weekend, yeah. basically Pokey got banned. And the first thing Toast did was, okay, let me try Death Note. Mm. And it's like, you know, and, and, if, and, and he, he apparently has, like, something going on with where he feels like he's on this mission where either he, he I think he's test. trying to either get Twitch to do something or um, like it, it's changed over time from the little snips I've seen um, because I haven't been, you know, I've been, haven't been paying too much attention to it, but 
at one point, like I, I saw as somebody linked me his title at one point, he was going to stream the new Spider-Man movie. I don't <laughs> think he actually did that. That's been streamed that. multiple I times, actually. I hope he didn't Twitch. do that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the, the point is, is, is that like, and, and this, is, this is something that's come up a lot over the last few days. It really depends on the streamer's perspective on their situation. Like, I feel like there's a lot of streamers that really fundamentally appreciate how good this job is and how amazing it is and how, you know, there's really no point in taking huge risks. And there's other streamers, especially younger ones, it seems, who, you know, some of them have been doing this their whole life. They they've they've don't really they've never done like 50 hour work weeks at dead end jobs. You know, it's the kind of thing where it's like they're they're just messing around. They already got their millions and it's kind of a game and the whole thing's a game for content and views. And it's like there's all these different perspectives that are going into the mix um that that really kind of adds up to a cacophony of of misunderstanding um, among the the streaming community where it's just like, why are these people doing this? Well, because it's a game to them. They don't care. They've already they already have their bag. Like if, if yeah. they screw up, whatever. And and when they do that, a lot of times their fans just rapidly <laughs> cheer them on doing it, and they love the attention. So it's just like, you know, there's well, there's 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 reasons they're doing it outside of pure stupidity, which is the reason that I, you know, because to most people, it's like, wow, this could make you lose streaming. There is a slight chance because we're all dealing with forces we don't understand that this could sink the platform. Think Viacom and YouTube back in the day. Um, except like some people have very well pointed out, like with the Viacom YouTube, YouTube thing, YouTube's big defense was, well, we can't verify anything. Well, I mean, these days you have the official Twitch platform literally making jokes with Gordon, you know, like it's, right, it's very yeah. clear that they know that the content on Twitch is not okay to be there. But they, they keep doing it and profiting off it. So it's a very different situation that could be a lot worse or not at all. Maybe nothing will happen. Like I have to admit when Hassan posted his DMCA takedown thing for MasterChef, the first thing I thought was, good but not because he got dmca'd i thought good because good there's no lawsuit yeah. I mean, he got one dmc takedown for the hundreds of thousands of hours that he broadcasted for apparently he's the only streamer that's gotten it that's been public about it like talk about a best case scenario to that meta ending i mean that could have been horrible <laughs> it could have been horrible yeah well so, I, mean, I mean it could still yeah. be right like the, that's the bigger fear is that they could get dragged to court once whoever uh has has done all the research and figure out how much they actually want to take them to court for but i highly doubt that's going to happen but it could very well happen. I, I really hope it doesn't yeah that would that that would just be it would be a lot of people are are, are world burn perspective on this they want to see the world burn they want to see the people flagrantly you know spitting in the face of what's what they're able to do get taken down but at the same time it's like you have to remember these guys are going up against like faceless media corporations like you really want to be cheering them on like it's kind of like yeah yeah, yeah yeah it's good to see people that are that are doing the wrong thing get i mean everyone likes justice right everyone likes justice and that's that's fun to watch but at the same time it's like if these big streamers get taken down if there's a big lawsuit like everyone on twitch is going to get affected not just the top echelon either like a lot of times those giant streamers come on they they bring in their tens hundreds of thousands of viewers and then they get off and thousands and thousands of those viewers go find more mid-tier streamers and smaller streamers some even go stream themselves and it's like this whole ecosystem that spreads out like roots on a tree and all of that's going to get affected if the top gets burned all of it so it's not just like oh they'll get removed from the platform whatever <laughs> Hassan gets banned off this platform he gets what averages about forty thousand viewers tens of thousands of those viewers are just going to leave the platform viewers that would normally yeah. be in other streams doing other things maybe streaming themselves they're just going to leave the platform Every major streamer that gets knocked off would dramatically affect the platform as a whole in a negative way. So I think yeah, we need to big put the blame where it belongs on the people 
on you out there, you watching it. You're the ones who are doing this. You're the ones who keep watching this. Stop watching that stuff, dummies. Watch only things that you get legally. What's wrong with you? I, I, I'm so I think upset. at the end of the day, that's true. It's 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 chat's fault. It's Twitter's fault. It's live streams fails fault. It's it's and and really at the end of the day, the streamers are are perfect. I mean, think how many people watch them. Obviously, they're 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 pillars of the community. That is true. So there's there's really the fact that people are even suggesting that they're at fault is frankly a travesty. Yeah, I agree. And I hope just that last ten seconds gets clipped. <laughs> <laughs> what are these morons talking about? This is obscene. Oh my lord. Yeah. Um. No, it, I mean it. It really strikes me as um like the 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 rich the rich people in town who get all the speeding tickets because they like oh fuck it whatever like <laughs> I'll, I'll drive whatever speed i want what are you gonna give me another ticket go ahead give me another ticket you gonna take my license away nah, i don't think so yeah like <laughs> here's the thing i'm gonna take your analogy a step further though yeah, those rich ahead. people they speed through the town right they're speeding right. through the town they're doing it all the time they're just paying off their tickets whatever then all of a sudden, their speed cams up and speed bumps because of those people. And now everyone's affected by what they did. Yeah. That's the kind of thing I think most people are worried about. Like where the but isn't that a safer, fun, a safer street to drive on? Like, Oh, shut up. Isn't this good? <laughs> uh, I think the biggest fear is that it's going to become what YouTube is, where you can get a bunch of like bad actors with random claims on random shit. And then we have to all deal with that rather than just like, yeah. don't yeah, stream right. DMCA. Which yeah, definitely yeah. is a, a real fear, and I would be surprised <laughs> if there's not already some sort of system like that being built. Uh, if I'm Twitch or Twitch, or simply simply Twitch is going to get a live content system, like yeah, like like yeah. YouTube has, where it's like it's all of our streams are constantly going to be getting monitored. Yeah, and the second anything suspicious pops up, you know, our stream just gets popped down, and we get a little email, and it's like, are you sure you want to be streaming this? And it's like, you know, that would that would itself be just such a huge disruption, not only for the the streamers but the viewers. Like there, there's all sorts of things that can, and I think this is again the biggest issue with this whole thing. There's so many unknowns. Yeah. There's so many unknowns. There's so many people that are assuming the worst. There's people that are assuming the worst will never happen, which is just as dangerous. And it's like, and nobody fully understands DMCA. Nobody fully understands Twitch's position. It's complicated. And if yeah. they're liable, <laughs> and if they're not liable, and like everyone's throwing around stuff, and it's it's just it's so messy. And the worst part, the worst part is the only people that actually know this stuff. The, the, the people that know the concrete information have to stay silent about it. Yeah. Like Twitch can't come out and be like, well, here's exactly what we're liable they for. Can't. And here's your, they can't do that. Because precedent. then that like, it, 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 it becomes even messier. So yeah, it's, it's, uh, yeah. yeah. I'm hoping this blows by quick because it's been kind of nightmarish keeping up with. I will say it's, place. it's uh, some of the things that are, because uh, I've been like pretty, whatever on twitter about it i guess fine is a word i would use but one of the things that is a little bit upsetting is when you go and watch some of these like giant streams that are just restreaming tv anime whatever is the twitch staff that are just like chatting and like having a good time like literal account manager of said streamer in chat just like watching the content hanging out and being a bro and it's like Bro, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> it's like the, it's like those videos, like after a big a big sport, sports ball win in like Philadelphia, and you see the cops like fucking partying with all the like fucking rioting on the street. And you're like, 
What are you doing, man? You're a cop. You're not supposed to do this. Yeah. I would hate. I would hate to see their face at like the big approaching potential lawsuit where they're like, "Here's the chat log from one of your employees on the day yeah. this happened." Meanwhile, they're just sitting in there like, I, "Yeah." That that's it, it's wild <laughs> to me. Like there, there's, I, I, that is that is less of a thought process than streaming the DMCA content to me. Like, how do you? I don't understand how you can do that and be like, oh no, this is fine. Like, I it's fine. This is a good look. Uh, well, it's I really mean, ridiculous. If you want to be that. there and participate, man, we know everybody. Like, maybe not everybody, but I would say a good majority of people who have a Twitch account have a trash account just use that one <laughs> one without the fucking you know employee badge on it yeah yeah it's it's just i mean there's nothing wrong with doing that it's just from my eyes it's not a good look uh and i would i would hope that like somewhere in the chain knowing what i do about twitch internally somewhere in that chain of command someone would be like hey maybe we shouldn't have staff watching this shit <laughs> maybe that's a bad look i don't know uh, but apparently it hasn't. So, because it, it happens like nonstop. Uh, that's probably one of the bigger issues uh, that I've seen with this stuff where it's just like, like, what are we doing? Like, what, what the fuck's going on? So, in terms of like the rest of this discussion, I, I and I mentioned a little bit about this before the show, I think most of this has been talked to the ground. Yeah. And, and we've yeah. pretty much covered everything. One last thing I do want to kind of chat with you guys about, and it's not directly related to this, but something that's been coming up a lot lately that I think is interesting is that a lot of the people, especially those that are trying to reduce the overall kind of effect the DMCA stuff is having, is they say over and over, yes, they're streaming big shows, but how is that different from you streaming your games? And I see that over and over. Games mm -hmm. are also DMCA content. Like, that also happens. And for the record, it absolutely has happened. I saw somebody say uh, on Twitter, like, games have never been DMCA'd. Remember Atlas? Remember the big Atlas thing where they yeah. literally said, like, we are going to take your streams down? Uh, think pre-embargo. That happens all the time. Someone streams a game pre-embargo, boom, they get their, their stuff taken down. So Nintendo? I, I think that's a, yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> they exist. So the big thing is, though, and, 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 and the, the thing that is kind of a little bit weird every time you hear that is one of them is, like, designed <laughs> for being watched like a movie. You don't do anything, right? Like you just sit back and watch a movie. So if a streamer does that, you're you're absorbing the content as it's de designed to be done. Whereas if you're watching a game, you're not really absorbing that content. You're watching somebody play the game, but you're not playing the game. You're not doing the thing that that medium is designed to do. Um, also, I mean, if you were to add all the times up that like a movie or show has been DMCA'd as opposed to a game, I'm sure we're like talking a fraction of a single percent. Yeah. So like it's, it's really weird. Like have that happen it's like talking about two different industries i mean probably if i'm wrong you could use that same argument for any piece of art shown on a stream yeah you can you can use it for a any, book like you well. can literally show it for anything that a streamer doesn't create if someone right. else owns the rights to digitally yeah. show that like so yeah so, i mean literally you're talking about every single frame of every single stream that's not just a full picture of the streamer i, I do want to so interject kind of, real quick co I was going to say, yeah, you can't read a book on air. And then I looked around as if I was going to find a book in this house. <laughs> you can find a manual, right? And I was like, maybe there's a, a prop on your thing. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah I have read excerpts of different taco books, but <laughs> and I, I, I haven't actually looked it up. And I, 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 
I do feel a little bit like I'm not reading the entire book on stream. I'm just reading little little sections from it. Sure. And I'm, I'm, I wonder if that's like a fair use thing. Like, no, no, it's fair, not. You can't read books unless they're you public can't read domain. Books. Yeah, you, yeah. I remember because what was it? There was the ASMR. Not even little excerpts. Not nope. even little like. I don't no, think there, so. was, there was an ASMR okay. thing where there was a, that, like a big thing an ASMR streamer was going to do was they were going to read books. And they talked about on Twitter how they couldn't do that because they asked Twitch and Twitch was like, no, that's absolutely content yeah. that somebody could claim. Like if you read the books. But again, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I And, and I don't want to say that that. What I'm saying is, is it, like, we don't know DMCA law here. No. Um, but my point is, is that everybody who's been saying that is right. Absolutely, games can be DMCA'd, exactly like live shows. But I think it's also an important distinction to make. Like, percentage of that happening is like literally a hundred to one. Like, it's like it doesn't unless a unless a dev specifically says, "Please don't play our game on air," or this is the embargo. Like I can't think of a single case where I've seen a, heard of a game getting DMCA'd outside of the music inside the game. Um, but if that ever changed, I'm sure we would be the first to talk about it. Like if it ever was a chance where a game a game dev was just like, you know what, we know we'd rather you guys buy the game instead of watch it, and we're going to start DMCAing streams. That'd be a huge deal. Right. That would be like that would be like like Twitch as a platform is going to be talking about that kind of stuff. That would be yeah. an absolutely huge. And that's why they um, don't right there yeah. they don't want to they want to avoid that controversy and that conversation because it's the industry agreed upon standard is like oh yeah games are you can stream games that's literally what twitch is or at least twitch that started would, as is, is a that would become yeah like like that would basically be a reimagining of twitch from a core level yeah. where like literally you would log into twitch each day and you would flip through a catalog and you would have to like buy a license to stream a game from the dev or something like it would it would that would be a, like a complete different thing um but yeah to answer that question on twitter it, it is the same thing but it's just it's not the same thing <laughs> it's right. kind of weird but yeah yeah it, not wrong it not is wrong. It, there, there is an interesting um like uh i guess thought experiment for it to be like with all of these people streaming shows like is this enough to bend the rules that the tv industries of the world or the tv industry of the world thinks like huh this actually like is getting a shit ton of people excited about our new master chef show because now they've all watched it on Twitch. So like maybe there is a way to utilize this. Um, I think if there is a silver lining, maybe that's one uh, that it could start to like open the eyes of, you know, the old curmudgeon CEOs of the Hollywood and TV world uh, to that. But I don't, that's that's kind of a pipe dream in a lot of ways. I, I don't necessarily think that's going to happen, um, but maybe that it does. industry is so mired in red tape and like people that just don't care about keeping up with the current times. I mean, they are yeah. decades, decades. I mean, they're they're barely catching up with like electric internet music licensing, let alone like streaming it to a live audience and stuff. It's right. really unfortunate because there's so many opportunities for them to have like true synergistic relationships with streamers and have it all work and have it benefit everybody involved um but instead we have this like archaic system that they refuse to update and it just causes problems for everyone frankly it causes problems for everyone yeah and really I, unfortunate i also think that twitch as a company has kind of worked on that somewhat maybe it's more amazon with things like this uh the thursday night football restreams that we have um but even that in itself like the red tape that the streamer has to jump through for that is like they have to go offline twitch has to put their stream into like a safe zone situation yeah then they have to go back online and then they can't talk during commercials they have to like 
basically turn their camera off during commercials, all this like really absurd stuff. Um, but I guess that's progress, right? Cause the other situation is you just don't stream Thursday night football. Um, it's, it's, it's a two step forward, one step back situation. Like it's clear there's a little bit of progress, but it is by no means total progress. It's the same with watch parties. Yeah. Like that's another thing we've been seeing come up so often. Why are people watching master chef when they can just do watch parties? Well, because watch parties have a huge, like have their own set of huge issues. Oh, I'll like, say especially it. if you're watching something with prime, like you, you immediately lose like half your audience. Watch parties suck. <laughs> like me and show or me and Jericho did a show for a year with watch parties. That was a waste of time. <laughs> there, there was nothing beneficial to come out of that. Uh, not, Which is unfortunate. Yeah. It's a good idea. Suck? It's a great idea. Yeah. It's just not, it's not where it needs well, to be. Here, like here's it's not the thing. there. This, this is the funniest <laughs> aspect of it. Uh, and it's, it's, I guess, somewhat selfish of me to present it this way. But uh, example is like Wheel of Time. So we we did watch party or we did uh, we watch things for a, almost a year. Um, and Wheel of Time came out and a bunch of other Amazon owned IP shows launched on Amazon Prime. And the people that they sponsored to watch that had never used watch parties, at least to the amount that we did, let alone knew what Wheel of Time was, let alone were also watching MasterChef and other copyrighted content on their own channels. So like they didn't even seek out people that were actively using the product that should be the like pathway to these type of sponsored streams. Uh, and that alone just makes me think that like Amazon doesn't give a fuck about watch parties. Uh, that that, well, that no. there's been no influence on them in the past. Real, real year. talk. I think watch parties were like a lot of the, like the core people at Twitch were trying to get streamers what we had been asking for. I think that's the kind of thing. And they just couldn't push it Probably far true. enough to get it to a point where it was super usable. We had been asking for things like watch parties for years and years and years. That's very true. Um, unfortunately, our version of watch parties was just playing the thing for our global audience with us in the corner. Like that, that right. was what we were asking for. And then Twitch tried to get it to, the, to us, realized, oh, there's this whole like international licensing law stuff. And oh, you have to be a prime member. And oh, there's all this. Stuff. And all of a sudden it's just like, just got kind of like reduced in scope, reduced in scope, reduced in scope until it's to the point now where it's like no one uses it. Yeah, that's very, I mean, it was a good effort. Very it was a great yeah. effort. Like we appreciate that you tried, but it's like, well, there. even the sponsored streams <clears throat> on these Amazon shows don't use watch parties. They just put their stream into like the DMCA safe harbor zone or the not safe harbor zone, but the DMCA safe zone. And then they just restream like an Amazon video essentially on their, their channel. Um, and that, that to me is also like, I understand why, right? There's no restrictions. You have a global audience, uh, with watch parties. It's us only for a lot of the content, uh, blah, 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 blah. I'm blah. only for a lot. Yeah. 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 There's a ton of different restrictions for it. So I get Which that. Which means you're just but... like cutting your audience in half and then even more so. And yeah. Just gonna, you know. yeah. 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 Uh, so I, I get all that, but it, it's, uh, that's an interesting, uh, conversation. Like that I don't, I don't even think that's a conversation. It's just an interesting little blip of information that the entire time this was popping up, like the product manager, if they're still at Twitch, who created watch parties is just like laughing <laughs> or, or yeah. crying, maybe a little bit of both. Yeah, I was going to say, know. it's one of those like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. hard. It's, it's what we got to uh, do. It's interesting. We just, we just, just got to go on to town hall. We got to take on, we got to. Talk about DMCA laws is there what we got to do. That's true. Just have a nice little chit chat. That's true. 
I do wonder so, uh, if we'll see like a landmark this... DMCA case for that shit, but probably maybe. Who knows? I don't know. Hard no, to say. In regards to watch parties, it's like, all right, we got a nail here. You're gonna gonna put it into this in this piece of wood. Here's a hammer. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> A fucking book. It's like we provided you with the tools. What are you doing? Yeah, yeah. So we'll see. Uh, I would assume uh, we we didn't really do a timeline recap of this, but essentially what happened is a bunch of people are streaming DMCA content. People started to be like, "Oh shit, Gordon Ramsay's like aware that this is happening. He's tweeting about it." Blah 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 blah. And then uh, Pokemon streamed Avatar on. Was that Friday or Thursday? Friday or Thursday, I forget which. Uh, got a live DMCA takedown, got banned for 48 hours. I think it was Friday. And then uh, the next day, uh, Hassan got a MasterChef uh, claim from a January 5th broadcast. Got a claim on his channel, didn't get a live takedown, so he wasn't banned. Uh, and now that's Is that the stipulation? Yeah, I if think you, that's what you... the situation is. If you're live, so if they, if they do the claim while you're live, you get banned. If they do the claim on content that is old you just get the claim and you don't get banned i don't understand why that is the situation is one worse than the other no i think you both get well i mean i guess the you know, one with the each, ban each is worse, one ends up but... with a strike right yeah in your account yeah i guess the ban is worse you get a 48 hour ban um well that, that's just weird i i don't i it's, it's strange how there's different punishments for the exact same infraction I, I guess one's the result of it being a live takedown rather than a um, a not live takedown. But I guess in some ways also, too, the band's better for the streamer uh, depending on, you know, how big they are and how big the return stream is. Um, though I do feel that is yeah. starting oh, to... I, I think that's kind of starting to die down. Uh, it's not as weird. It's not as big as a deal as it used to be with, like, the return streams. Um, but I will say the publicity that you get from all the articles written about you for being the first one banned and all that stuff, like that definitely is beneficial and drumming up your return stream, you know, yeah. like, yeah, I mean, yeah, basically yeah. Make, making it an event, making it like, I, like, a, like I went on vacation come welcome me back when I'm back, you know, like yeah. it's, it would, I, I, I do uh, wonder, <laughs> I saw a lot of conversations around that. Like what would be the harsher what would be a logical, harsher uh, punishment for a ban like that? Like turning off prime subs on the channel or not being able to run ads on the channel for X amount of time or a, a month. longer ban. Yeah. A month ban hey, or a make month, it all of that? A month ban. Yeah. Just be like, okay, you're going you're gonna to mess with the DMCA. You're going you're gonna to play with fire. You're off the platform for a month. Yeah. Go, go, take, a, go take a real vacation. It'd, it'd be <laughs> like not, not a weekend. Maybe, take for a real a second time, maybe for a second time events. <laughs> Speaking of someone who's suspended. Well, no, I mean, that's, that's understandable. Maybe for Absolutely. a second time Absolutely. events, I've been feeling a little Dude, harsh. Give them, give, them, give them three days, three days, 30 days, 300 days. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. The rule of three. Rule of I three. like that. There you I go. can sell that. Good job. All right. <laughs> I think they're, uh, I think the. I will say, though, you, you bring up a good point. There is nothing. Outside of the three strike thing, which I don't think I don't know if you've that's ever what I was about seen to say. I don't. It's the unwritten rule about that, yeah. and I don't necessarily know if it's true anymore because I think the strikes actually are removed after a certain amount of time. 
but just just to like the the thing that was so crazy about all this stuff that happened is it's like you you got a dmca request you're banned for two days not a hint of concern of worry of remorse if anything it seemed like there was almost excitement like oh cool see you in a couple days you know it's like there was like like if Twitch isn't looking at that and being like, hmm, maybe our punishment scheme <laughs> we just isn't the best them? idea. Uh, yeah, did we just <laughs> reward them for doing that? Like, yeah. obviously, what's going to stop them from doing it again? It's like Pavlov's dogs, man. You're literally, you rang the bell with the DMCA thing, and you're rewarding them with a treat. And you're like, okay, don't do that again when you ring the bell. It's like, <laughs> yeah. like it, you're it literally okay. like conditioning them to not, not be concerned about that. Yeah. I have personal experience with this, and I it was a noticeable change, and I had no idea this happened, but or this was going to happen. But when I got my ding and I got my three day suspension, I came back to like eight or 9,000 more followers. It was fucking weird. Really? Like I was at, yeah, I was at like, cause I, I and the reason why I noticed is because I was just shy of 200,000 followers on Twitch. Right. I was like at one ninety two or three or something. And then I came back and I, I, gone over 200 and i was like is this from the fuck it has to be like i've never gained that many in that that short amount of time you know yeah. and that i was like wow that is fucking crazy so i got like sure i i, I took three days off work but the, i mean i did i got rewarded yeah not by twitch but you know it was very strange also me just to right. just to take it to like another publicity level, like in a lot of ways, especially over the last two years, Twitch has in many ways made themselves the bad guy publicly, via like bad PR story after bad PR story after bad PR story. So a lot of times when something like this happens, when Twitch drops the hammer on a streamer, then all of a sudden they become like the scrappy little you know like oh going against the machine stuff like go get them like you know like everyone starts cheering for them. It doesn't really matter what happened; they're going against the machine. So it's like people start kind of like, you know, like like getting behind them, kind of like your 8K thing. Like it's just like it, they become a beacon for people to kind of rally around in terms of and all this other stuff that's been happening kind of just magnifies the effect. Yeah, it's true. Um, the yeah. underdog. Thank you. Yeah, the underdog. That's for. true. Yeah. I was curious. Uh, so I went. Uh, I I then realized you can't follow a channel as they are in their band because you can't actively go to the channel so twitch.tv slash pokemon just sends you to like a blank page essentially um in the past two days she's just bought accounts being banned or whatever is, is down like 200 followers and 150 follower followers where the days where she streams she gets like six or seven thousand followers but it'll be interesting to see uh tomorrow what that uh what that number looks like uh for whatever the the return stream is but It'll probably be beneficial to her stream. There's no, I can already tell you that much. It, it's not gonna, it's not gonna hurt her whatsoever. Um, but yeah, I, I, quick I final thought, thoughts for me. Yeah, I saw somebody say something thoughts. in my. I saw somebody say this in my chat, and I just kind of wanted to address this. Somebody says, "Why do they hate Pokey specifically? Why do they <laughs> don't? We don't at all. We don't. We don't. We don't hate or dislike any <laughs> of these people. Not the issue more is that it's it's the system. It's the product of the system. It's the way that it's working. It's like it's like how it's all structured." Um, like it, you know, obviously they're doing things that, that are, are not very smart as we have seen from the outcomes, but at the same time, why think, think back, why are they doing that stuff? Because it went unpunished for so long. Like there's, there's lots of reasons behind their justification for why they do what they do. 
So all of our commentary is, is much more about the system, how it got to this point, like why people think it's the right thing to do. So no, I mean, I, I think I speak for all of us when I say, really, we wish the best to all of our fellow streamers yeah. because the better they do, the better we do. Let's be blunt. Let's be selfish about it. The better everyone else does, the better we all do. That's very much a rising tide lifts all boats here on Twitch. So Absolutely. no, it's, it's no ill will towards them specifically. It's just, it's a, it's a bad situation. Yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, I, I kind of see it like, uh, like someone who has, uh, like we've seen it in the, in the rap world, like someone who has a, has a reputation for being, you know, uh, bad extra legal <laughs> whatever uh and they go to jail it's like that just sells more more uh music for them you know it's, it's very similar thing it's like it's there's it's not a punishment it's it's meta like like that's what people are talking about like the meta of it is it actually helps yeah you know? yeah like maybe maybe not do it like because i i remember when they they talked to me they're like all right if you get three of these, right, three DMCA takedowns, like you get, you're done. Isn't it like three strikes you're out? Something like that. It's That's not what a I heard. Rule. Yeah, I, okay. I think it's gotten. Okay. I think they remove strikes over time now, but Twitch doesn't comment on that stuff, and there's never anything public that I've seen. So. Right. But like, like t- taking a taking a couple of, of strikes to to raise the the numbers up, like. I don't know, man. If I was a shysty businessman, I'd be like, smart choice. I mean, it, <laughs> it is a smart that's business. That's the money choice. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a smart... J- just like streaming the content that they were is the smart business choice. Go look at yeah. the viewership on all those streams. It skyrockets when they stream that content. Yeah, They're not just doing it for funsies, guys. They're doing oh, it I because know. they're rolling ads on top of that. This is me speaking to chat more so than you two because you guys yeah. obviously know and, that. And <laughs> buying million-dollar houses. <laughs> yeah. real. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, when I us working I class streamers fun. out here, we have whoa, to whoa. sweat every day. Whoa, hot topic! You get to sit back and watch a guy cook food. Well, I gotta move my mouse around and click on stuff, organize my inventory, sneaking around in vents, stabbing people in the back, trying to get experience points while you're just sitting there watching your damn chef cook. Cut, you're fired. This is bullshit. It's true. <laughs> no, but I, I've I've brought up that subject before as far as. Working class is not probably not the right term, but you've heard the you've heard the term working actor, and a working actor means they have to work every day. Like they can't yeah, yeah. take time off. They have to make a paycheck, and whether that means like extra work, you know, side stuff, doing like little shows here and there, like that's a working actor. That's what that term means. Like there are working streamers, meaning if I don't stream today, I might not make enough for rent. Right. The streamers that, and more power to them, like are putting up donation goals on their stream that are there the entire time. And the goal is to pay bills. And these are streamers that have been doing this for like literally years and years and years and years. It's their passion. It's what they try to do. Like the, uh, one big thing is, and, and the working class thing came up obviously because of some stuff on Twitter. But I think there was a, a real distinction between people thinking that people were trying to equate streaming to actual real life working class jobs, which obviously was not the thing. They were saying working class in context of the hierarchy of Twitch. Like a more like it was an example of a label for a particular class of streamer. Not trying to say that you're going out and working a 50 hour IT job is the same as somebody streaming on Twitch. That's obscene, as I think we could all we can all agree on. Um so yeah, there was a, a big disconnect on that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
different uh, different conversation for sure. Uh, Somebody said in chat, "You are not working class in any context." That is correct. Yeah, dreaming as a general is not working class in any context. Yes, it is a dream job in pretty much every single. That's correct. Absolutely. Yeah. Again, go watch some of the old episodes. We discussed that at length. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Granted, can't tell you the episode. It was probably about. Eight years ago, or something I think it was like one eighty four or two nineteen. <laughs> okay, there you go. Go check those out. Cause uh, I was on. one hour and seventeen minutes. There you go. He's not. He's got that photographic memory. He can tell. He can tell. Oh, and speaking of uh, uh, this, you brought this up a little bit ago about reading books on stream and stuff. I'm actually like you're reminding me. I have to answer an email because I'm I'm in talks with a publishing co company to read a book uh, on stream. I, I've tried in the past. I tried to get the 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 rights to read uh Hitchhiker's Guide, but that's Warner Brothers and they're like fuck you. Yeah. Um because they own the rights. Uh I got I tried to get the rights to read uh The Tao of Pooh, which is one of my favorite philosophy like Who owns the books. rights to that? It's uh, <laughs> Pooh, that's, that's Pooh Bear. Pooh Bear? Yeah. It's actually <laughs> funny. I had to go through I don't think uh, you can several call emails. Anymore, You're banned in China now. <laughs> I actually had to go through several several emails to see who who could give me permission to read it and i ended up like sending an email to the last person and the dead ended like yeah. I, I didn't get a response so i was like fuck sure but i actually got a response for this book which i fucking love and it's hilarious it's real ultimate power the official ninja book <laughs> <laughs> so and you it contacted is, the organization of ninjas as you did i did yeah. i contacted uh the Boone. uh as they're called citadel uh, citadel press <laughs> and yes. they, they actually got back to me and i am i'm in talks with them and they they asked they said like uh will this be live streamed uh once or recorded available for rewatching? what games will you be playing i'm like oh so you know like what twitch is oh, good okay <laughs> so we don't have to do that whole thing. So do that i'm also. in the process of sending an email back <laughs> and trying to get like the rights to read this so i know <laughs> that there's rights but i thought like Maybe if I just read a couple of recipes from the taco book, no one's gonna care. I could, I could just imagine like, like uh, that company, like, okay, we're gonna go and do some research on your channel, see what kind of stream you are, and Zeke's like, oh no, 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 yeah, no. Yeah, please no. don't, please don't, please don't. <laughs> if, they, if they publish this book, if they publish this book, they're they're probably cool with it. Okay, all right. The yeah. book is is very juvenile, uh, but very fucking. You know, I I saw this a little bit on Twitter. I thought it was a a funny thing to uh, to think about. Uh, I'm sure you guys have had this happen because I've heard a lot of streamers tell the story. But whenever you travel, you you sit next to someone on the airplane, and the conversation like, "Oh, what do you do for a living? What are you traveling for?" It's like, "Oh, I I play video games for a living." The new norm is, yeah, I watch uh, Master Chef for a living. Well, what do you mean? Yeah, oh, I I react to it. Well, what is that? What do you mean by that? What no, I mean is I watch MasterChef <laughs> and then people watch me watch MasterChef <laughs> while giving me money for watching MasterChef. It's an even well, weirder it, conversation than like I play video games for a living. Well, it's it, okay. But it's <laughs> been around this, this type of situation has been around for a very long time. Uh, if you break it down, like it's kind of how i broke it down to my dad like what do you do for a living i play video games and people watch why would anybody watch that dad people watch golf people watch other people play golf sure okay he can make doesn't make it any there. weirder or any it's, less weird well yeah and, and it comes out it's the same i mean if you think about it video games is almost even weirder because i mean considering like video True. games you're supposed to play yourself 
you're literally watching someone else do the work that you would do to watch the video game be played. So, I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's funny because people rag on react content, but all I tell people is like anyone that, anyone that, that gets down to react content, dude, it's like watching TV with a friend. It is That's all yeah. it is. Yeah. It's like a lot of like, you're just staring at a screen. Why would you want to do that with other people? Oh, well, I actually like watching TV with friends around. Have you it's, ever come over to a coworker's enjoyable. desk and been like, Hey, pull up, pull up this video on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, you got to see it. And you're standing there and you're watching, you're not watching the video. You're watching the person like pull up that video you just saw. Yeah. And you're sitting there looking at the time bar. Cause you know, the good parts coming up and you're like going back and forth between them, like waiting for their reaction to it. Absolutely. hundred percent. It's true. hundred percent. This is boomers on react content. Yes. Uh, <laughs> we'll be here next week. We call it, we call it boom acting. Boom acting. Trademark. There you go. The record. Boom act. Tough acting. Boom acting. That, that, I think that's right. what they used to say back in the day. So, and real quick. I'm pretty sure that's copyright JP. So be careful uh, well he's dead so <laughs> i don't think he's the one to copy you know what never mind never mind so i know oh, jp soon, has man. never worked it is too luck i love me some bad man I... yeah now i know jp has never worked a, a real job in his entire life but oh Let's just discredit. Just hold up your hands. They're like a baby's butt. No, no. I, I'm only saying that because we've been over like. He gets one a year. He gets one a year. Have you ever done like? Here we go. Have, have you ever done like a labor job, JP? Because I, I remember we yeah. talked about this. Yeah, I mean, not not a job job, but I've worked at like um, Goodwill before for like charity because I did have charity hours for um, for high school and college to graduate. That was part of like the graduation process. You oh, okay. had to have. I don't know, like five or 600 hours working in a Goodwill, that type of shit. Oh, okay. Um, okay. So I've, I've worked a normal, quote, normal job. But yeah, right. streaming is kind of what I've done most of my life. Sure. And I, I honestly, I talk shit, but I, I wasn't shaming, you know, whatever, dude. Like, I, I, no, I was lucky to the, get the reason job, that I'm that happy actually, with it. The reason I get upset is not because of you, but because then it gets regurgitated in Chad, and I have to, that's a whole new sure. process. That it's I a whole meme. You know yeah, what? You're meme. right, and I apologize for that. I, <laughs> for perpetuating that shit. I, I talk to you like we're friends, and then Chad thinks they can do the same thing, and yeah. Sorry. True. Um, that's how the whole thing. What is the, what is the most? He actually loves games and made it his job. That's true. So, you know, it's kind of like. <laughs> that's true. What's the hardest job you've ever, like, hardest physical job you've ever had to do, Co? Uh, I was a groundskeeper. I was a groundskeeper at a pool. So okay. I basically was like cleaning the toilets, uh, undoing the sewage lines when they get clogged, um, ground, oh, basically oh, all sorts of groundskeeping. The, the, the people would leave for the day and I would be the one going in and cleaning out the entire, like all the, the things in the snack area, uh, all the, the, the snack bar, like doing out the oil things and cleaning. Oh man, that was a, that was a fun couple years. Yeah. I've done tons of stuff. Like delivered pizza, worked in a car place for a while, IT, tons of IT jobs. I'm just curious. I, I was wondering gas like, station, if you guys the had gas like station a, for a long time. If you knew like the actual like, you know, lived a blue collar life or whatever. Mm. Or at least for for a little bit. Yeah. I mean I did my dad my dad owned a construction company, so I, I worked with him quite a lot, like doing roofing and, and cleaning up. I was I was the grunt. So I did the unskilled labor. I cleaned up everything. I I uh uh Put everything in a dumpster. I I swept all that shit. I was an upholsterer's apprentice for a little bit. Like I was Chuck E. Cheese. I've done all kinds of shit. Four years, two different times combined. I delivered pizza, and I've delivered ice cream. That was that was a thing. Yeah, didn't work out too well. Lots of unhappy customers. Yeah, that must have been. Yeah, funny enough, it was for this. It was for this. Uh, this this store called TCBY and Subject. Oh yeah, yeah, it was one of those combo stores. 
And funny enough, they weren't supposed to. It's just the store owner was feeling adventurous. They made money and on thought the side. that he would start delivering to the local college. So um, he like printed up his own flyers, and I literally would de- like deliver them in like those you know silver lined like ice things. I think I could count the number of times on one hand in the year that I worked there that the ice cream actually made it to where it needed to go. <laughs> That's um, a hard process. Yeah. 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 Technology wasn't ready yet. Dry ice wasn't a thing, I guess. Anyways, you guys want to talk some uh, gaming news? We'll get away Thank from the God. DMCA stuff. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's start with NFTs. Uh, <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ, man. Come on. Uh, this, oh, good. This uh, nice break. <laughs> at least this one's uh, a good story. Uh, Sega was out there promising to avoid NFTs if gamers think it's a money-making scheme. Uh, so one company, I guess, got some backlash, and they decided uh, we're not going to do it. It was uh, Sega CEO Haruki Satomi said, in terms of NFT, we would like to try out various experiments, and we have already started many different studies and considerations, but nothing is decided at this point regarding P2E. What does that mean? Oh, play to earn. Pay to okay. earn. Uh, earn. There have been many, uh, many announcements about this already, including it overseas, but there are users who show negative reactions at this point. We need to carefully assess uh, many things, such as how we can mitigate the negative elements, how we can introduce this within the Japanese regulation, uh, what will be accepted and what will not be by the users. Then we will consider this further if this leads to our mission, uh, constantly creating, forever captivating, which I guess is the uh, Sega uh, creed or motto. Uh, but it is perceived as simple. Uh, but if it is perceived as simple money making, I would like to make a decision not to proceed. So smart. Yeah. That's basically a long form version of what the stalker two devs did where it's like they were going to try nfts right and then it's like it got to the point where the community was just like don't you <laughs> dare and yes. they were like okay <laughs> that was essentially what happened and and that's the thing like when when companies decide to it's one thing to create a game from the ground up using nfts like itself it's another thing to take an established franchise and try to shoehorn in this incredibly unpopular new technology and then expect things to be okay like it's it's really there's a lot of different ways to go about this um you know some people want nfts in games and and is it our job to tell them they're wrong no not really it's just like opinions whatever and if those people like want to take these nfts and make their own games and do their own thing with them and exist in them like more power to them i think that's fine like who is anyone to tell them not to at the same time, if you try to take that and like just shoehorn and jam it into things that are already there, that's a recipe for people getting frustrated and angry. Yeah. Um, it could have sunk the entire Stalker 2 project. We would have seen Deus Ex all over again, where just the backlash was so bad, they just sink the IP. So, yeah, it, there's lots of different ways to go about this. Yeah. Hopefully One of the ways, Co, is like Konami, <laughs> who's always leading the ways in stupid fucking decisions in the game cutting industry. edge money-making opportunities konami oh. has the 35th anniversary castlevania nft auction coming down the line here on uh, january 12th if you would like to go check out some hot castlevania nfts well you can and you can even buy them in auction it's really great it's, this is an actual page by the way that exists the konami it's- memorial nft it's the honestly like oh, go ahead. It's honestly like that that brother that you know like has a problem with alcohol or drugs and is like 
man, I've been clean for like a month. And I was like, dude, good. Good for you. Way to go. And then you see him again a month later. It's like, oh, man, I'm in a bad way. Like, God damn you. You were doing so well. What happened? What happened? Yeah. yeah. Square Enix and Konami are great examples of something we've talked to at length on this show over the 299 episodes. And that is when a company gets so large that it kind of loses that spark of passion for being actual game companies and instead become companies that make money. Because what we're going to see as these NFTs get bigger is this is going to split a lot of these companies. We're going to see the companies that are just there to make that that easy money. And we're going to see the people that are there to try to keep their fans happy. Because like Square Enix, uh, uh, Konami, think, think of this from their perspective. They barely need to invest a penny. They can just put up stuff that they already have and they can reap in huge amounts of profit. Like this is literally to these companies free money. Yeah. It's free money. It's just, it's there. They don't have to do anything. It's all stuff they've already made. Like, and, and if somebody else doesn't own it, they do, and they're not doing anything with it. So it's like it, it, as we see more and more companies, like, I, I hope you guys are strapped in. Cause this is, this is just the beginning. Oh, it's going to be the <laughs> like, year of NFT. Trust me. I guarantee you Bethesda is already coming up with their system. Probably. I promise you. Well, I would say that before Microsoft owned them. It's yeah, going to be interesting to see when companies right. like Microsoft and Sony comment on this. Phil's been pretty like, like, I wonder, anti-NFT. Yeah, uh, he has a couple of, of months, but if, but I can tell you this right now, I would almost guarantee you if Bethesda had not been bought by Microsoft, that we would already be hearing or shortly be hearing about a Bethesda NFT push. Yeah. Cause I mean, that, that, that is like a perfect example. Yeah. Um, yeah. It'll be interesting to see like if, if NFTs make it into main mainstream, like if, you know, if there's a little NFT section on our PlayStation homepage and Xbox homepage one day and stuff like that, it's going to be, I would, I wouldn't be surprised. And I would say gear up. If you're anti NFT, I'd say be ready. Like prepare yourself because this stuff is coming. Yeah. Uh, coupling this with uh, the news that E3 announced that it will once again be online only again, you'll probably hear NFT mentioned at some point during E3, uh, if not once, probably a handful of times. Um, the funniest part, though, about that E3 being online only again announcement is right after that, Jeff Keighley hit Twitter and said, yeah, the Summer Game Fest is going to be back. <laughs> I think that got a little bit more traction than E3 coming back as an online-only event. So good on Jeff for getting out there and, and beating the news. Um, what else do we have? Here's some Days Gone news. Je uh, Co, did you see this from Jeff Ross, the director? Yeah, yeah so uh, this, this is linked to uh, Ghost of Tsushima being announced uh, that it has sold over 8 million copies uh, earlier this week, Jeff Ross, uh, the four or the Days Gone director who no longer works, I think, at uh, Sony anymore or at that company anymore. At what uh, days? What's the company? Ben Studio. Ben Studio. Yeah, uh, no longer works there. Uh, came out and said uh, at the time I left Sony, Days Gone had been out for a year uh, and a half uh, and sold over eight million copies. It's since gone on to sell more and then a million plus on Steam. Local studio management always made us feel. Like it was a big disappointment. That was on January 5th. Then about two days later, after a bunch of hubbub and kind of a focus of the industry on that uh, Twitter string, later comes out and says that Days Gone sales numbers were likely lower than 8 million after the director reveals the source was a site that tracks trophies. So good job there, bud. Uh, <laughs> it really... Well, and on, and on top of that, it was, it was really, <laughs> really kind of weird that that was said because first of all, Days Gone was not super critically well received. It wasn't. Um, there were many. There were many people. Also, I believe the first week sale numbers were dramatically different between the two. 
Like one was in the millions and one was like a half million, I think. So, I mean, there, that was a, it was a really weird tweet to make. Yes. Um, because I, they have to remember days gone was supposed to be a big zombie open world game with, you know, Sam Witwer as the lead. Like it was supposed to not only do well, it was supposed to do really, really well. And then when the game came out and it wasn't critically acclaimed and it didn't sell as well as they wanted. I mean, obviously people like we talk about the companies that are in it for the money. Obviously, they're not going to be super happy about that. I mean, like, you know, there's there's reasons there. We didn't see a Days Gone 2. It got canned. Right. You know, I think we're going to see more Ghost of Tsushima. Um, <laughs> so it's, it's, it's that kind of thing. It's that kind of thing. That was a that was a very weird take. It was. It was a very weird one for yeah. sure. Uh, the big event that took place this past week down in uh, Las Vegas was CES. Granted, uh, no, I don't think like any press were there. And if so, there were very little press. Uh, but we did get a bunch of news regarding hardware and, and all that stuff, TVs and monitors, as well as the and PlayStation VR 2 announcement, uh, as well as the PlayStation VR 2 Sense controller announcement. I'll bring up a, uh, a shot of that. Yeah, and a Horizon announcement. Uh, what was the name of that, that game? Horizon? Forbidden West. I don't remember. No, that's no, no, the, no, no. This is the PS5 They're making game. a Horizon VR game for the PSVR oh. 2. Yeah. 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 This is huge. I forgot this what the name cool. Call this... of the Mountain. That's what it was. Yeah, I'm I'm hopeful that this is like the next Alex. Like this, this is a wow. real good company, like we'll with a big media presence. Like I really hope they knock this out of the park. Dude, yeah, it could be like the next. All of that, Evil like League. climbing and scenery and all of that. Wow, think that of the fights. Think about like wonderful. sliding under one of those machines and like looking up as you do it. You know, and like riding grabbing it? onto it and riding it. Yeah, dude. I mean. The, Horizon is a is a very uh, a very interesting world to have a kind of thing like this in it. Now, hopefully, it's not going to be the kind of thing where it's like, well, you don't play Aloy in this one. You play a water carrier guy. Your job's <laughs> to bring the water to Aloy while she fights monsters. You know, like let's hope it's not something like that. Yeah, <laughs> you're, the, you're, the fucking, you're the water boy like, of the tribe. <laughs> you come out like, are you thirsty, Aloy? Here you go. <laughs> And then you just sit on the sideline and you wait for her to get thirsty again. <laughs> you just watch her run around you spend and fight. 30 yeah. minutes, you spend 30 minutes collecting twine and cattails so you can craft your two pom-poms so you can stand on the side yeah. too. Go, Aloy, go! <laughs> yeah. Hopefully it's not a glorified tech demo. They put out a little bit of information for it. I'll, uh, I'll get to that in just a sec. Uh, this is a photo of the controllers. They will feature adaptive triggers, haptic feedback, finger touch detection, tracking and then of course the buttons uh the action buttons and analog sticks as they say on the uh the playstation blog um kind of looks a little bit uh like the index controller somewhat to me it also looks like uh the sony ericsson phone logo funny enough in terms of the shape around it that's the thing i first saw in this but yeah they're getting into the psvr2 stuff we will most likely see some also, more on that uh, at e3 this year Headset sounds like a great upgrade. Yes, uh, lots it does. of good stuff on the headset. That is super good. One of my biggest issues with PSVR is it was so noticeably different from the other headsets that I used. So if they can actually make this thing like cost effective, or better yet, have comparable bundles when the PS5 finally comes around, to where like you know maybe for like fifty plus percent off, you can get a PS5 and one of our new VR headsets. Like this could really be something awesome because now we're gonna have a really nice headset. We're going to hopefully eventually have PS5s that can actually support running really nice things in that nice headset. And maybe this is finally that little that little nudge VR needs to get a little bit more mainstream. Yeah, 
Copium. Copium. <laughs> uh, the specs are very high. Uh, panel resolution per eye is 2000 by 20, uh, 2040, uh, up to 120 hertz refresh rate on that. Uh, field of view is 110 degrees, which is pretty high. Uh, there will also be vibration on the headset, which is a weird. How I feel about that. Yeah, a weird. Now, now what it's going to do is it's going to shake all that sweat out of the headband right into my eyes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not really looking forward to that. I hope you can turn that off. But, then, but I, I, I don't think it's going to be like, it's not going to be like head rattling. It's it's going to be like haptic feedback on your controller, I'd imagine. I bet it's going to be like a rumble pack. Remember the N64? Where it was just like a, probably <laughs> yeah. just a little, little spinny thing. Well, of on course side, I you know, do. Give you a little bit of. Yeah, hell yeah, dude. I yeah, remember. Uh, didn't you dig, like dig that up or like find that in a Zelda game or something like that that they were trying to promote it i don't know what, what was the first game and 64 the... rumble pack and you would like was, you'd dig it up fox? and you'd find it like star it fox. came out and it looked just like that yeah, yeah. i remember uh, star fox was huge star fox is pack. what it shipped with or, or yeah. was first played with i don't know if it shipped with that that thing was fucking huge as well it was <laughs> that <laughs> thing rumbled man <laughs> yeah. yeah it was heavy it was uh it was a lot for sure um they also announced that there will be four cameras on the headset uh, and with the controller tracking uh, for the IR camera for the eye tracking per eye. So it's going to be watching where you're looking in the screen and stuff like that. So that'll be interesting. I wonder yeah. if it's going to like, if it's going to like subtly adjust your vision based on where you're looking, which Maybe. would be kind of cool. Yeah. Like, the that sounds great. Uh, yeah, a lot of cool stuff. Really makes it was me called wonder... the stone of agony, by the way, oh. in the Zelda. There you go. Legend Zelda. <laughs> it makes me wonder right. what this thing will cost. Because those are some pretty beefy uh, tech, and so I I'd wonder. Love to do a side by side with the index. Uh, that yeah, one of my viewers actually had that very, uh, very article. Hold on. Good job, JP's viewers. Yeah. Very nice. Uh, there's gonna be a giant ad next to it. Thanks. Uh, thanks, Google. Bless Priyad says. So the eye tracking would that be per eye? What if you're cross-eyed? That's an interesting question. Look, VR is wear an weird. eye patch. <laughs> then you'd probably just turn it off. Wear it, wear an eye. Well, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Um, but oh, yeah, look the, at this. This is the whole thing. Can you link this in the in the thing for me? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The the tech is very uh, very comparable to the the index for sure. Um, which again makes me wonder how much this thing is going to fucking cost. Um, they definitely yeah. went with like the more affordable VR situation with the PSVR, and they could offer it as like. Uh, this is the more uh this is the more expensive version and still sell the regular psvr potentially i don't know if they want to like hmm. cross develop though that definitely puts in a lot of uh, more development time but over twice as much pixels per eye like, that is wild yeah. yeah that is wild it's definitely a bump up i could see that thing going for like eight nine hundred dollars also, I really want to get an HP laptop right now. You could save like $170 instantly, by the way, if you weren't. Uh, instantly? Yeah, instantly. Go shop now. Uh, HP. Over the, oh, also go check out Euphoria. Not on stream, though. You can't watch that one, guys. That's also DMC. Oh, but it says new season now streaming. I'm confused. Can you please enlighten me as to this situation? Yeah. No. I can't. <clears throat> Uh, so we'll see more on that. Most likely at E3, uh, I wouldn't expect a price announce or anything, but maybe, I don't know. Who's Good question. Play? Am I dreaming or did they announce that there's also going to be an index too? Um, let's see. A thing? There are rumors as of September. Okay. 
Okay, so nothing official. No, there's no official announcement. It, this also just uh, occurred to me that this will then, if I buy the new PSVR, the PSVR 2, that will then be the fourth VR headset that will most likely collect dust uh, nine months out of the year in my uh, in my office. So, yeah, VR, man. What a weird thing. What a weird thing. What a weird thing. Um, let me see if there's any other bit of news. The funniest news, not necessarily big news. Did you guys see this story about the Pope dancing to Megalovania uh, while a circus performed in front of him? Because that might be one of the funniest videos I That's have that scene ever from Idiocracy, seen. right? I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They were reenacting a scene from Idiocracy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's real weird to just watch Megalovania play as the Pope watches on with like circus clowns uh, juggling balls in front of him and people staring at the Pope watching him react. Very weird situation. Uh, you can, I think Kotaku had that uh, story if you want to go find the video for it. It's a weird one. Um, I don't know if there's there's a couple rumors. Uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order sequel will be announced this year. Uh, is awesome. one of the rumors going around. People are saying it will be announced prior to E3. Uh, I think it was Jeff Grubb who said it, quote, in a big way. So maybe there will be some sort of uh, special press event uh, announcing that. Um, there's also a rumor yesterday uh, about Armored Core 6 reportedly uh, being developed um pretty uh, cool which is from from software so that would be really cool for sure that'd be insanely cool yeah we will uh we'll have to see there core. a current day armored core with all the graphic enhancements that have happened since the last one would be pretty badass it would also what if they put that in vr <laughs> armored core is a little fast <laughs> yeah I mean, it'd yeah. be cool don't get me wrong but it would like, be a tough one that'd be a, that'd be yeah, cool it'll be a tough one. <laughs> Just watching this video, like, oh, all of God's creatures are very weird. <laughs> Dude, he's like bobbing his head and shit to it. It's God cool. makes all kinds in this world. I hate. <laughs> it's real weird. It's real weird. Uh, Cole, I'll go to you on this because I haven't followed it. I know you have because I saw a couple tweets from you about it. Uh, Dying Light went out there and said, to fully complete ah. Dying Light 2, uh, stay human, you'll need at least 500 hours. Yes, I what? think that is marketing bullshit. <laughs> I, don't get me wrong. I, I love Teclan and I love Dying Light 2. I'm, I'm actually super pumped for it. For those that don't know, I recently replayed Dying Light 1 and the expansion. When I was done with that, we sat down and watched every one of back to back to back, the Dying to Know hype streams and everything. And we watched like there was there's two 15 minute gameplay trailers. I'm actually feeling great about Dying Light. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm feeling great about it. I think it looks good. Um, here, here's the takeaway. There's, there's been three numbers thrown around. Two of them, I think, I believe, and the 500 one, I don't. So the 500 one, I think what they're assuming is that they're, they're, they're assuming you want to get every single, do everything there is to do in the game. Now, we already know there's three major factions. Each one of those will require their own playthroughs if you want to max them out. That's three of those. They also have said that the main story is between 20 and 30 hours. Totally believable. That, 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 was, that, was, a, that was actually told to Alana Pierce um, over at, at uh, Santa Monica Studio. She's awesome. Mm -hmm. um so that's that's probably right they have said that to her the main story is 20 to 30 hours that a full playthrough like a single playthrough with all side content is probably between 80 and 100 and then they the uh, 500 thing came out actually before those two were public so the idea is that they're probably saying if you were to do maybe you would need four 
full playthroughs at like 80 to 100 hours to do the three factions and do all the side quests. And then maybe there's like a way to do no faction. Like mm. maybe there's like a fourth type of playthrough. And then all the, the last 100 hours, I guess they're counting as like cleanup, like going to every place and doing every challenge and getting every collectible and stuff like that. Do I actually think it's going to take 500 hours to do everything? I do not. I would be baffled. Yeah, I'm guessing it's lot. more along the lines of you do one super full playthrough and then you do a few more speedy playthroughs like you do, like you do for Mass Effect, like where you like do one huge playthrough and then you do a few playthroughs as like maybe one is Renegade and one with these companions and stuff like that. So it seems really markety and I would be stunned, <laughs> stunned if it actually took 500 hours to do it. The only other thing that they might be considering is I have heard that the ending has a lot of differences that can happen based on your story decisions. So maybe you have to beat the game like multiple playthroughs end yeah. of 15 times to see all of those. Like maybe that's where they're getting the 500, um, in which case not each faction would have its own ending, but like the faction plus other decisions you make may have like a major influence. Sure. And they're saying to like see each one of those tapestries, you'd have to do it for 500 hours. Um, but I can tell you that every completionist I know, I know was like, oh shit. <laughs> like really that's a 500 hours yeah um so yeah we'll we'll see i will say that i am thrilled to hear that the main story is 20 to 30 hours that means there's a lot of meat in there and then if they're actually saying that like double that time for all the side content and side quests like, sign me up dude that's awesome so like for my viewers in zeke time if i wanted to do that <laughs> 800 that would be uh 3,100 8 to 1200 hours yeah yeah that's your game for the next uh six months if you're doing like i would say eight hours nine hour day streams yeah good luck i've always wondered what it would be like to be a single game streamer yeah it's play dying light to know for half a year yeah (laughs) you could always try you could always try uh we had a story a couple weeks back i don't exactly remember how long ago uh, ago it was uh out of china where they were basically saying you guys got to change a bunch of shit to match the ccp regulations that we are now putting in place genshin impact has done that uh with the 2.4 update uh they changed four characters to have quote more modest and less revealing costumes uh, the new outfits. <laughs> the new outfits will also be available as extra costumes in the West. Uh, they have also made changes to character animations, with more to come in future updates. Uh, this one was especially funny. The fact that it just says this: angling the camera underneath some characters while they're flying now turns those characters transparent. Uh, to compensate, MiHoYo is dishing out 1,200 Primo Gems, Primo Gems to Chinese players, which will be given out later today. This was about uh, four days ago. So China's out there uh, starting their censoring of all their stuff. And uh, Genshin Impact was one of the ones that uh, at least I've seen hit. I don't know if there's been other games, but we'll see how that uh, starts to impact games out here in the West moving forward. Uh, I think cool. that's kind of it for all the uh, the big news. Uh, Skull and Bones can't catch a break. The co-director, uh, Antoine Henry, uh, left oh, Ubisoft God, really? after 15 years. That was uh, earlier, or middle of this week, about four days ago. So more stuff out of uh, Skull and Bones that isn't great. <laughs> it's not. That game's never going to come out, man. Not doing well. Has that ever, like, that, 
has anyone played that? Like, has that come out in, in a beta or a play test or anything I like that? I don't think so. It, I don't know Nothing? if it was okay. playable when they showed it at E3 all those years ago. I think it was just a video. Um, and then they didn't they state that they were just like straight up redoing that whole game like a year ago or six months ago. Wasn't that one of the stories that around that game? There's been so much around it, just like not positive uh, announcements that I forget what has been said and what not, what has not been said. I don't even know anymore, man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think that's kind of it. Like we said, uh, or like I said, CES was this past week. There was uh, NVIDIA had a conference. They announced uh, more graphics cards that you won't be able to buy. Uh, AMD did as well. Uh, a bunch of mobile CPU stuff uh, out of that. A lot that. of car stuff. Yeah, a lot of smart car crap. Uh, I say crap, but it, it's interesting. But there was a lot of smart car stuff out of uh, out of CES. Um, and yeah, a bunch of monitors. Uh, I think there's a, there's like a 4K 144 hertz monitor coming out that has some really uh, enticing specs if you're interested in that type of stuff. And then the, uh, the new OLED uh, tip top line will be called a qd oled uh out of samsung is, is what they're out there pushing so uh in terms of game releases this week we've got monster hunter rise finally releasing on the pc that'll be on the 12th uh the anacrusis comes out on the 13th uh if i recall that's kind of a left for dead style game uh that'll be in early access god of war making its way to pc as well on the 14th um and then a game called nobody saves the world on uh, the 18th i'm sure there's a bunch of other stuff uh nobody that didn't include there yeah nobody saves the world is uh indie for sure you like take oh over, uh, yeah 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 take over other creatures in the world and you're able to solve puzzles and stuff like that so uh either of you get to check out god of war on pc is that in, in your yeah. plans i am i think i just want to see it I think that's what I'm yeah. most interested that's, in. That's what I've been, t- I've, I've been telling people. I've been getting that question a lot lately. And yes, I'm absolutely going to play God of War on the PC. I have no idea if I'm going to finish God of War on the PC. Yeah. Um, I'm probably just going to like, you know, play it as long as it's good. If it's a really good port, please, after Final Fantasy, um, then, you know, that would be really nice. And, and maybe it's something that we'll do. But if it's the kind of thing where, you know, it's just the same again. I've yeah. already played it. So we're good. Yeah. As someone who played the uh, PS5 update, of uh when god of war got that don't play on the new hardest difficulty don't do it <laughs> you'll, it's you'll, just done it, you won't have a good time <laughs> it's just way too spongy you, you gotta play new game plus and even that it's like way too like remember when you played on the hardest difficulty the first time it's even harder mm-hmm. than that so for first playthrough it's like not even so wait there was there were the difficulties when it came out and then they added the difficulty and this is a difficulty on top of that yeah yeah oh don't do it. Um, yeah, it, it severely took away the fun when I started playing it on the hardest difficulty on PS4. And once I once I jumped down a notch, it's fine. It was really good. Really, like obviously, I loved it. Yeah, <laughs> but that first it, the and they and the fact that they're making a more difficult difficulty like that is. I'll let hey, I'll let you youngins. You go ahead and have a crack at her. <laughs> That's a wild stallion right there, and my old cowboy bones can't take it no more. Yeah. I was so I played it on New Game Plus on the hardest difficulty. I got to the final I talked about it on the on the show. Got to the final boss. I hit the final boss. His bar did not move. I hit the final boss a second time. A fucking pixel 
his HP bar went down. And I was like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm sorry, guys. We'll watch the ending on YouTube if you guys want to see it. I'm not doing this shit. Because uh, it, it expects you to go and grind out everything in that game and come back with like the best possible gear uh, in order to actually start to, to fight it. It wasn't even the final Valkyrie as well. I didn't even like see what that would have looked like on that difficulty. It was That's, that's probably a nightmare challenge of, of epic proportions. Um, but yeah, I'm glad that, uh, PC folk that have not played, uh, God of War are going to be able to, to jump in if it's a good port. I really hope it's a good port. Yeah, it really, it deserves deal. a good port. It deserves a good port. It'd be super unfortunate, like right before, not right before, but before the new one comes out, if there was like a big, you know, flush of bad PR because of a poor port. Yeah. That'd be super unfortunate. Yeah. Uh, and then Co, I ask you Monster Hunter Rise, are you uh, not into it? Okay. All right. Makes sense. Makes There's too much other stuff going on right now, yeah. weirdly enough, in this dead zone. For you, JP? I don't know yet. I might just become, you, you mentioned a one-game streamer. Might just keep playing that League of Legends, you know? It's it's giving me amazing. Dude, I keep I keep you're liking it, it like, uh, to go through my follow list and see JP playing League of Legends to, like, 20 people. Honestly. I did not know. Oh, I, I, oh, I, I didn't thought, expect it. I was like, wait, no, I that's didn't expect what my viewership be... was yesterday? I don't look at that number no, no. anymore. <laughs> no, I didn't expect it to be like, you know, you're pulling in decent numbers. Oh, okay. I thought that would be a huge yeah. turnoff. Yeah. I didn't. I did not expect I, it to be I, to do as well as it is. To be 100% honest with you, haven't looked at viewership numbers in about two weeks or three weeks at this point. I, I make, I'm much more conscious about it. I look at it on like a monthly level. So I have no idea how the viewership is, but it gives me oh, things okay. like this. That's me freaking out uh, when I get ganked in League of Legends. I don't know if you guys could you actually hear that? Could you hear that? I did. Yeah. The the new Wilhelm scream. Here it is. It's really good. <laughs> That's me freaking out. <laughs> See, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be real. The idea of playing a game that could constantly elicit that out of me makes my my blood pressure scared. Like that. Like like I don't. Yes. Maybe it's just because yes, it you're is. younger than me. I don't know. But yeah, like not that. By much. I, I don't. But, <laughs> I i'm honestly that, happy that there's something that i can commiserate with you in a, in, in not the same game but in a similar fashion like the new patch for team fight tactics came out yeah and i was i was doing pretty well with the new patch the old patch was was very much there was a, a lopsided character in it that you everyone was going you had to get this one character because it was just dominating the field yeah so like you had to get lucky and i was like all right i put it away for a little bit and then the new patch came. I was like, oh, good. And I was doing well, doing well. And then, uh, you know, I was getting like seconds and thirds. So in Team Fight Tactics, there's eight players. All you have to do is place fourth or higher to, to get points. Anything fifth or lower, you lose, you lose points if you're doing, uh, you're ranked. So I'm, I made it to platinum. Yeah. And I'm trying Congrats, to dig, by the way. dig not a and small claw. Seat. Oh, thank you. Uh, dig and fucking claw my way out of, out of, platinum four into platinum three and i was like at like 80 80 something points out of 100 to get to platinum three and i forgot that if you have one bad game like fourth like fourth third give you like 10 11 points in platinum and then if you get a win it's like 20 lp or whatever. 20 something yeah i got i had one bad game i got a seventh place 55 off and i was like and i shoved my fucking <laughs> laptop because I, I forgot that i was like oh in platinum like 
Jeez. Three, three, four, five, five decent games is negated by one bad one. And I'm just like, fuck this. And I, it does. My <laughs> laptop off my bed. I'm like, this sucks. Yeah. Why do I play this game? Yeah. I say that a lot. I say that a lot. There's uh there there's like an addictive uh which I'm sure you experience as well. There's like an addictive side of that, right? Like you're always chasing the uh the adrenaline high of a moment. Uh and they drip I want to play it again right now. Yeah, yeah. They drip feed you that so well in the game or it just happens uh because of the way that the the game is is structured um that the drip feed keeps coming back it's also been really wild uh because aside from watching master chef uh some of the biggest streamers are also playing league of legends now that the new season started last friday uh, so they bounce from that to master chef back to that uh and the viewership for it like on twitch as a whole which is league of legends is generally a, a mainstay on the platform right like top 10 top five generally uh it's been getting pretty astronomical numbers since the uh the new league launched on friday and i think arcane obviously has a lot to do with that as well people want to jump in after seeing the the animes uh for the first time and that's also been a whole nother can of worms to deal with because <laughs> you have people that haven't played in like six months coming back and you know getting on the same rank and like picking a hero they've never seen and it just doesn't ruin games, but it definitely makes your, uh, as Coast said, it makes your uh, blood pressure spike a little bit when you just watch someone like idly walk into a group and die. And you're like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, what? why are you in this game? Stop. So, yeah. yeah you, you wonder, like, you let your little your little brother come in <laughs> and play this, play your account for you. <laughs> Is that what's going on? Yeah. Yeah. It's been interesting. Anyways, uh, let's take a break because we're due for one. And then we'll uh, we'll come back and talk uh, video games in terms of what uh, what everyone else has been playing. So stick around. We got more drop frames coming up right after this. Thanks for joining us so far. We'll see you in just a bit for more. Welcome back. Going into the second half here of the old dropped frames. Let's talk I video games. What's that? While on the break, some breaking news. In the crossover, nobody expected or, frankly, in many ways, wanted. Um, Rami, friend of the show, um, trying to educate Mike Shinoda how uh -oh. NFTs don't actually work on Twitter is an interesting crossover I did not expect for 2022. Is that um, an active dialogue or is Rami put out the information and we're waiting response? No, no, no. Uh, Mike Shinoda, who is very pro NFT and like, yeah, he, he's one of the people that he sees what NFTs could be like. He, sure. He's not like a, so, you know, he's very optimistic. He's very similar to uh Fwiz from YouTube where it's like, they're good people. They're just, they focus on the optimistic side of it. Um, he was talking about things like how, you know, you could buy a skin in Valorant and then use that using that as an NFT because you own it, then use it in Fortnite. And, and Rami <laughs> essentially replied to the tweet and he's like, I respect your work, but no. <laughs> that's not like, it's not really. Um, so great. That was, that was the first thing I saw when I loaded Twitter and I was just like, this was, this was not expected. This is interesting. Well, look, that's anyway. what Drop Frames is about, bringing people together, you know? That and Ooh. NFTs. Mike Shinoda and Rami, two good friends of the show. Yeah. We'll probably have them both on in the future at some point. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's funny. 
More power to him. Indeed. Uh, let's talk. I will say, I go ahead. Uh, Co, I want to talk about this one. You've been playing a lot, so have you, Zeke. I've been playing a single one, so this will be focused on the two of you, uh, which is how I like it because it means less talking for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Co, let's talk. Uh, let's talk Noida. Am I pronouncing oh. it right? How do you say this? This game. Uh, I don't even know how to talk about this game. I feel like it's the one where it's like this mysterious like game that's deleted when you beat the game or some shit on your PC. It seems bizarre. Like, Not really. It, it's a, it is, okay, Noita is the definition of a roguelike. Yes. So the roguelite with a T is, the, is what we see most of today, where you play around and you get some kind of meta currency or you upgrade your base between rounds and you're constantly getting stronger and stronger. And that's, that's kind of the norm these days. It's the Hades, um, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. This, however, harkens back to the age of yore when the term originally was made in the, in the roguelike with AK. And that is when you die, you are dead. And there is not a damn thing that will come with you to your next round except the knowledge that you gained. And that is what will constantly make you better as you play the game. Noita is a game with a huge amount of RNG. It is incredibly unique in the way that everything is simulated. So every single pixel in the world has its own characteristics, its own, like, you know, if if there's a giant pool of oil and you throw a bomb in it and that pool of oil gets set on fire, every single pixel of that is going to catch on fire. It's going to generate smoke. It's going to interact with the environment, interact with the materials around it. It is, it is a super cool physics sandbox. And on top of that, there's tons of enemies. Uh, a, like I said, a huge amount of procedural generation in RNG. And then the probably coolest aspect of it is twofold. First of all, the wand system is super cool. Your your wands are RNG in terms of stats, but they all have like containers. Like, you know, certain wands have certain types of element, uh, certain types of characteristics. Then they have like random spell slots, uh, spell slot amounts, uh, if they shuffle or not and things like that. And then on top of that, there's a huge amount of spells in the game that can be mixed and matched on each wand to cause different effects. So, like, for instance, you know, this wand right here is shooting, you know, bouncy balls. Um, well, there may be a modifier you can have that then double casts. And then on top of that, there may be something that splits it. So then you have to do a double cast and a split and then the bouncy ball. And then you may get something that makes, you know, more power. So you put that in front of the second bouncy ball or whatever second spell you want to cast. Um, you can break it down into, like, blocks. And then each block has its own characteristic modifiers. The, the TLDR is there's a huge amount of depth. There's a huge amount of customization of depth. And most importantly, one of the reasons this game works so well is there's a huge amount of learning. So, you know, there's lots of roguelikes where you play around and it's just really hard. And then you play it again and it's just really hard. You know, you don't really, there's not really a huge amount to learn. It's just a skill cap. Well, in Noita, every time you play, it feels like you're learning something. You're learning that like this mob has a certain attack or this interaction with this environmental effect does this. Or, you know, if you hear this sound, that means that mob is there. Um, the wand configurations are, are super important. And it, it has made it so it's a it's just been a really cool experience. I played this game back in early access a while ago. And I played it for like an hour or two. And I was like, eh, it's, you know, kind of cool. Whatever, not a big deal. Yeah. And then I came back to it after being influenced by this uh, this super, like, old guy. Like, no one really watched really it Really old. Man, his name is yeah. Manverse Game. And yeah. uh, he, he has been, yeah, like, I think he's still streaming. And <laughs> well, Manverse Game is a huge streamer. He was one of the OGs. And he, I saw him start Noita like a month or two ago. 
and and he's generally like ending his stream when I'm when I'm getting up in the morning. So sometimes I'll just go in there and lurk. And I remember jumping in his stream, and I was like, oh, it's kind of weird, man. It's playing Noida. Let me check this out. And I didn't really think anything of it. And over the course of the month, I'd kind of drop in and out, and I'm like, oh, he's still playing it. He's still playing it. And then one day, I kind of jump in, and I'm like, holy shit, dude, he's been streaming Noida for like eight hours a day for like a month. Yeah. And at that point, it dawned on me, like, there is clearly so much more in this game than I ever could have been. And that's when I started really looking into it. And I started realizing that there are single game streamers for Noita. Huh. And I was like, holy shit. Like, okay, there's, there's clear. And that's when, that's when the kind of door opened. Everything I just said applies. But then on top of that, you've got a huge procedural world. Tons of secrets everywhere. Like so many different secrets, little little things, random things that can spawn on your levels, um, little little tips and different biomes that like get you different things, hidden bosses, different ways you can go at the beginning. Like it is just a massive, massive, massive adventure game. And then it realized, or then I kind of realized why people have literally thousands of hours in this game and are still playing it. What is this one? Why everything's just like <laughs> You've got a flame what's thing. happening. There are there are tons of different types of liquids in the game. And yeah. you start with a random potion. The potion that I have, which I usually use to put out fire on myself and stuff, is a polymorph potion. So that's why I'm randomly turning into stuff. Ah. The wand is firing an air burst. But what's cool about an air burst is if you fire it near fire, then it blows the fire and it becomes a fire, basically burst of air. It becomes huh. a burst of fire. So there's there's tons and tons and tons of synergies like that in the game. Um, where you know using certain effects with certain things cause certain things to happen there are spells that are called triggers so like uh, you can put a spell with a trigger next to another spell and when you fire the first spell off when it hits or when a time expires or something it will then fire off the other spell so there are spells for instance where like you cast it and it explodes right in front of you and it damages you and you're like wow this is complete ass like why would anyone use this but then you put that on a trigger and anytime you shoot it it causes an explosion wherever it hits and it's like <laughs> so yeah and there's just so much depth to it um so yeah i'm playing it every night and i'm playing through monkey island and this in the evenings when i'm done with monkey island i'm probably just gonna play this and uh, it's been a huge amount of fun yeah I, I like you also watched man vs game play this but my experience of watching him play is through uh clips and that's been a fun one because it's just him dying uh <laughs> yes over and over and over you die a lot in this game yeah a lot any at any point there are entire mechanics designed to essentially kill you uh in a single hit if you don't know what you're looking for yeah. and because of the procedural rng aspects like there are times when you'll just cruise through a biome and it'll be great and it'll be fine and there are other times where you'll drop in and like the hardest enemy in the biome is just sitting there waiting for you <laughs> so i mean it's 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 very much procedural like the definition of procedural. nice I remember playing this uh, a, a while ago. God, how long ago was that? Um, let's it's been out see. for a long last time. Played, it's been in early wow, access. Last played time. October yeah. 6, 2019. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, I would definitely I, check it out again. I played it for an hour and 15 minutes or something like that. And uh, it's any game like most people would play like a twin stick with without, you know, with the keyboard mouse, right? Where you aim the crosshairs with your mouse and stuff like that. It never, that kind of control scheme never jibed with me. I could never like it, it, it felt, it always felt funky to me. And, uh, I'm, I'm wondering if they've made improvements, i.e. like 
aiming possibly with a controller, like moving with one stick and then aiming, you know, the 360 degrees around you with a controller. Like that, I could, I feel like I could uh, play efficiently or, or at least play. Yeah. Hold on one second. I think because that's exactly how it is. Oh, there you go. Is it? So okay. you, you can move with the left stick. Uh, you, the right stick moves it around you. Okay. Right triggers fire and left triggers hover. Okay. So you, you could absolutely do that if you wanted to. Yeah. 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 Um, and people, I don't people I think are, that was him when I tried it either. Uh, flooding with uh, that man plays with a controller. So yeah. Oh, there you go. Cool. I might have given another look then. Um, I mean, it seems like everybody said, like, it seems like a good game that you would like. And, uh, I remember not, not, uh, not feeling it back in the day. So yeah. it's, but it has been like two plus years since I played it last been in development for quite a long time. True. Did now, is it one, uh, hold on 1.0? It just did. Oh no, no. 1.0 has been out for a while. It's been out since 2020. Yeah. I, I think. Okay. January serving for a lot of people of like, what game can I play? Cause there's not much else out. And this is one of the ones that I've seen, uh, resurface a lot. So yeah, yep. a lot of, a lot of 1.0 stuff. Uh, it jogged my memory when, uh, I mentioned clips. We didn't talk about it in the news. Did you guys see the new, I guess it's an update to the clip system. Uh, where when you watch a clip now off site, it says either this streamer is live, click to watch or the streamer is hosting, click to watch, or this streamer's offline, check out this streamer in the meantime or something like that. Have you guys, did you see that update? Heard about it. Yeah. Yeah. Which, yeah. which I saw again, it specifically I, on your channel is where I first saw it, Co. Yeah. Uh, the night there, before there the was a, started. There was a, a big thing on Twitter, especially where people were like, you know, oh, this is scummy. How could Twitch do this? Because the big screenshot that was going around, I think was uh, tech, technique. Yeah. Tech, well, yeah. used to be DJ tech, technique. And he basically watched one of his own clips and then it like recommended XQC or right. something. And he was like, what is this? But some testing was done later. And it turns out if you are, if you look on a, if you watch a clip on a computer, you are not logged into Twitch on, it seems to just like grab one of the top streams. Correct. But if you are logged in and you watch a clip, then it will refer to one of your streamers, someone you have watched. So it, that was, there was a disconnect there. People thought it was just trying to funnel all the viewers to the top streamers. Not really. I mean, they are doing that if you're not logged in at all. Um, but if you're logged in, it tries to find a streamer that it thinks you might like. Yeah, yeah. Or, it, or watch. It, it's a pretty uh, dry story in the sense that there's not very many angles to it. But it is them yeah, actually and here, here's the thing. evolving the clip One, thing. And it makes sense. Yes. It's 100%. 100%. It's in Twitch's interest for people to watch live content. That's yeah. where they watch more ads. That's where the revenue is. So if, if, if it surprises people that they want to shuffle people from recorded to live content, that I mean, that shouldn't be surprising to anyone. It's it's also uh, I think Twitch's first step into the clip system being hopefully uh, updated throughout the year because for the longest part now the the Twitch system or sorry the the clip system of Twitch has existed as a offsite hosting situation in terms of where all that stuff goes and so now they're trying to bring users back over to the website rather than going to the comment section of let's say a Reddit for example uh, and discussing said twitch clip so uh we'll see if they actually build that system out anymore or if they just kind of leave it up to uh to everyone else we'll see anyways uh that's that's noida uh zeke i know you've been doing oh, have you real quick before we end with noida have yeah. you gotten to like an ending 
and ending. I'm guessing there's multiples. Nope. There's a way nope. to beat the game, apparently. But in my 10-ish, 15-ish hours I've played so far, I have only gotten, I'm going to say this in quote, I've only gotten close once. And by close, I mean, like, I think I got to the second uh, bottom biome, maybe, and was, like, near instantly killed when I zoned in. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure I still had, like, that biome to finish, and then I think I had another one, and then, like, a boss or something. I don't even know. I'm kind of trying to keep my... I'm not looking at guides or anything, because it's a lot of fun to discover the stuff in this game. I, I, The only thing that I would recommend is there have been some super helpful people in chat that have been helping me mechanically, like especially in, in helping me understand how the wand stuff works. And later you'll learn like about this stuff called wand wrapping and things of that nature. Like shout out, there's a super helpful guy named uh, Wot, I think he goes by quote, who actually like made some little guides that kind of like went over how the wands work and stuff. Understanding that is good, because then you can still discover the spells and kind of implement them yourself. Um, but in terms of like the the secrets in the game, it's all about exploring. Like there's just so much to see and do and find out on your own. Um, yeah, it's it's I've been avoiding all of that as much. Yeah, a couple people. Might yeah, and, funny and for enough, anyone for the record, that guy just said in my chat, Ezekiel, if you want to get into Noita, DM me. There oh. you go. <laughs> oh, it's you. Okay, you want? To. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what were we gonna say, Zeke? No, I, I for anyone wondering like. I know the type of game this is. That's why I chose my words carefully when I said fan end, yeah. not the end. You know, like games like this, it's like there's 25 different endings <laughs> that you can call, you can probably consider an end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Makes sense. Uh, cool. That uh, is the old Noida. Uh, Zeke, I was going to say you've been uh, stuck in the old cd ramathon uh i've got a, kind of a fantastic list of games here to ask you about i'm gonna start with uh <laughs> star wars dark forces you betcha <laughs> how how's star wars dark forces going i have pretty fond uh, memories of this game i think star wars dark forces we uh, i finished it uh okay. yesterday we actually we actually uh, got her done uh, I, I i did it on medium um, because I'm not like the best at FPS, and and uh, there was some like some age on the control scheme. In that uh, the mouse, like the the version that I got, yeah, was not like the original original version. This was the version that came out after Dark Forces Two was already out, so it was like you know like a bestseller edition or whatever. Um. Because it had a demo disc of <clears throat> Dark Forces Two in Whoa, the box that uh, on the sick. disc. Um, so they had, I, I think they had some changes that they added to this uh, from the original. I, just, I mean, it still played it off of CD-ROM, but uh, I was allowed to use my mouse because a lot of people didn't play this originally. If you played it originally, uh, didn't have any mouse controls. This one actually had mouse controls built in, and not many. Uh, mind you, not many mouse <laughs> controls. Uh, you, I can I can move, uh, look left and right, like you know, rotate left and right, but I can't I can't look up and down. I had to use I I put them on my thumb keys. So uh. if I wanted to like look up and shoot a guy up there, I would have to like hold down the mouse key and go like that. <laughs> and like if I want to shoot a guy below me, down and. Uh, woe be you if you try and look too far up or too far down because the world gets weird looking if you do that because it's not real 3D. Yeah. 
yeah. simulated 3D. So, like, if you look past a certain point, a per- certain degree down or up, the world kind of goes, it kind of like warps a little bit um, because, you know, it doesn't know what to do with it because it's it's meant to be, you know, like on one plane. One and plane, it kinda yeah. like it's supposed yeah, to use the D-pad look- and WASD. Not about yeah, it's a little disorienting. Uh, you can use like they have controls like they expected you to use the old like joystick, which looks like a flight stick. Like, oh, they have controls. Really? Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, they expected that you might that you might use that. Hold on. Where's my big box? Where did I put you? There it is. There's my big box. <laughs> Star Wars Dark Force. This is the 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 oblong instruction manual, which I love. Yeah. Go to transmission. But uh, there, in the instruction ah. manual, they have the simulation controls. If you have one of these sticks, yeah. you can use that if you'd like. <laughs> but uh, this was, uh, I, 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 I don't fucking understand how uh, the first game that Chad voted on was Alone in the Dark. Beat this game out by one vote. And I was like, ooh, Alone in the Dark must be pretty good because I've heard good things about Dark Horses. And I don't know how it won. I don't know why people have this, it's nostalgia. this fucking nostalgia for Alone in the Dark, which we'll probably talk about later. Sure. Because this game is fantastic. Even now, I had a blast with it. I played it all the way through on medium difficulty. Um, oh, and that's where I was going with that. I played it on medium because of the controls because I was like, eh, trolls might be part of the difficulty. Um, and they were. However, playing it on medium difficulty was a perfect amount of difficulty um, for me for a first run through uh, because there were certain sections like the the last mission of the game was a big one. And you uh, come up against the, the dark troopers and they are appropriately like a lot of times you you're in a game and you get these little tidbits about like this mega trooper and then you fight them and you're like. They're not that scary. The dark troopers will fuck you up, man. First time I met one, he was just like, blah, 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 you're dead. I'm like, holy shit. They don't mess around. You learn to stay away from those motherfuckers. And every time you see one, you shit your pants and run the other way if you're not ready. Oh, that was awesome. I love that. When that, when the buildup actually matches the difficulty of, you know, what you're going to face. Yeah. Um, and that was a lot of fun. And, uh, but like the last the last mission was like bunch of those thrown at you sporadically and then you're like oh that's got to be the end you're like oh no it's not there's you got to do one more thing are you oh, are you depleted like is is all of your gun and your ammo is it, is it all gone too bad you should have saved up <laughs> and uh, I, I mean it took me a couple of tries but i i i got through the game uh the last mission and man what a fun game. Uh, I had someone in chat. I can't remember the name. Uh, if my chat will help me. Um, someone who is a, a semi-expert of the game is in the, uh, the modding community because the modding community for this is huge. There's hundreds of, of fan-made levels for this game. Um, literally hundreds. I believe and, it. Uh, they, they were in the chat. Carpet, thank you. Carpet 33 or Carpet 22 or something um, was in my chat telling me about Easter eggs and stuff. And there was some cool, like, you go here and you type, this sequence of letters twice and then press tab and then and i did that and the map showed up and there was um uh, a rabbit head max from sam and max oh uh, like on the map 
and it was a nod to the Sam and Max uh, devs. And apparently, they are in a, uh, Easter eggs in a couple of different Star Wars games, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, the uh, the the thankfully the install went went fairly smoothly because it's uh it was a DOS install, and DOS installs are are now what I what I look for. I'm like, please tell me this is a DOS install, I'm not just Windows. Because Windows, man, wow, those those ones are fucking tough sometimes. But this one was easy. Installed it, played it, had a blast. Um, jammed out to some fucking MIDI Star Wars tunes, <laughs> electronic saxophones and trumpets and <laughs> like oh, so good. You hear that? If you haven't heard the, is it the Emperor's March, whatever it is, the march. Unless you've heard it on Dark Forces in MIDI style, like, that's great. Fucking beautiful. It's fantastic. Um, But yeah, like, uh, given its age, I see why people loved this game. It the level design is fantastic. Uh, The 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 sound design, which I was not, I did not expect it to be as good as it is. Sound design is fucking phenomenal. The music, obviously, it's a MIDI, so it's like, meh, you gotta, you gotta, uh, you know, forgive it a little bit because, you know, limitations. But the sound design, the guns, the, the reloading, like, or not reloading, you don't ever have to reload. Thank God for that. <laughs> um, but uh, all those, all, all the, the guns and the sounds and the, and the voices and all that stuff, fucking very well done. And uh, for a game that is from 1995, which is, you know, what, uh, 27 years old? It's, it was still as fun as, as any game like, that I've played uh, from in recent years. It's fantastic. And I can't wait. Uh, in answer to anybody's question, if you're wondering, yes, I'm going to play Dark Forces 2, but I'm going to give a little breathing room in between, in between it uh, so I can get, you know, excited about it again. Yeah, I loved it, man. It was it, it definitely top five CD-ROM games that I played um, nice. over the past four oh, years. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. Such a good game. <clears throat> it really is. For me, I, this game just makes me, seeing this game just makes me think of uh, going to the mall, going into Babbage's, seeing all the giant boxes that used to exist for uh, PC games back then, and also that smell, the smell of, like, a Babbage's. Uh, of of like all the cardboard boxes. Oh, uh, it was that was yep. good stuff. That's good stuff. Yeah. Oh, I will say like uh, I don't know if it was for this game, but one one game recently, uh, I do, <laughs> you know, as a joke, I take out the the registration cards if they're in the big box, and I I, I take them out and I I call tech support because they have like phone lines. The lines, in yeah. There. For the first time, someone answered. Really? Someone answered. One of the numbers was like, uh, I don't remember what he said. But it was like, business name, this is Ron. I'm like, hey, Ron, I'm looking for, I don't know, I'm looking for Sierra Helpline. Is this the Sierra Games Helpline? Is it? Nah, I, I think you got the wrong number. Oh, okay, I got it from the back of this game. He's like, nah, I don't know what you're talking about. Sorry. <laughs> okay, thanks, Ron. I wonder how many, uh, he's probably a, People probably call those numbers all the time, right? Like, I would think. 
just to see if they work. Maybe not. I don't know. Maybe there's not that many I people don't know, that are dude. playing this off the original, uh, the original box. Well, I don't know, but that, I mean, most most of the time I'll get like, a, "We're sorry, this number has been disconnected or sure. no longer in use or whatever." But that one time, Ron answered, and I was like, "Whoa, hey, someone picked up. Can you help me with Star Wars, buddy?" Like, uh, this is a Jiffy Lube. <laughs> <laughs> well, then they can help you with your car. That's all that matters. <laughs> uh, Co, how was your uh, Deus Ex: Mankind Divided playthrough that you wrapped up? You're done. Uh, right? well, human, a human revolution oh, is okay. is done. Okay. Uh, I did human revolution and the missing link DLC. Played the director's cut. It was great. I mean, I still absolutely love it. It was great beginning to end, and I'm currently playing through Mankind Divided. Don't know if I'm going to do the DLC right now or if I'm going to save that. Um, but I'm playing through Mankind Divided, which is just even now beautiful game. I mean, Mankind Divided could come out today, and I'd still think the graphics were fantastic. Um, it, the mechanics are light years ahead of, of human revolution in a lot of ways in terms of, of how easy they are to use and, and deal with the UI is a lot better too. It's just, it's both so great and so painful at times for me, knowing that it's like how it ended and everything, but I'm loving it. I've been really enjoying it. We're going to be diving back in tomorrow. We've been doing like all, everything there is to do essentially we've been doing from like the side quest perspective and everything. And right when the stream starts tomorrow, we're continuing the main story. So been great i've been having a great time with it just loving it does it uh are, are you getting the feeling of i remember the last time i don't know which one it was but you got really upset i think <laughs> when you played these because it just made you like where the fuck's the next one right <laughs> like why yeah, are we doing that's, this what's well, exactly right like the thing about about mankind divided is it starts super strong and it's and it's and it's it here, here imagine imagine this jp imagine if Final Fantasy fourteen never had Endwalker. Sure. Yeah. And also didn't have the last five hours of Shadowbringer. Gotcha. I was going to say, you didn't have to imagine that for very long. No, 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 no. <laughs> the, 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 reason, the reason that I'm saying that, the reason that I'm saying that is Mankind Divided, it's so obviously overtly the middle section. Like, it basically... Most of this game is like setting up dominoes, <laughs> introducing organizations, starting to introducing characters that connect to the original. Like there's a ton of things in this game where it's just setting up the dominoes. And then here's the thing. I remember hating the ending, but I don't remember exactly what happened. And it's not that I hated it. It's just that I was like, where's the rest? It feels like a, it feels like the end of act two in a three act play. So I'm, I'm looking forward to kind of like moving through this whole thing. Oh, there's my kid Rowan. Um, I'm looking forward kind of to uh, to moving through all this again and and kind of, you know, really analyzing where it is and everything. But I, I remember vividly finishing the first time and being like, no, this isn't where it ends. Like this, this, there, this is like there's too much else going on. There's too many questions that I haven't answered. Like this is not an ending. Um, and especially with Human Revolution, there is very much an ending. Uh, like, in fact, it's kind of like a, you know, choose the outcome of the world kind of ending. So, yeah. Um, it, it's frustrating, but at the same time, like not, not unsalvageable. Like they absolutely could just make the third game whenever they choose, they want to. I'm hoping Societas Montreal knocked it out of the park with guardians of the galaxy. We'll probably spend the next make four to another five years guardians making of the more galaxy. of those. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And then, but then, but then once they're done with that, I'm, I, you know, the copium in me really hopes they're going to come back and, and finish out ASX and then hopefully remake the original, which would be amazing in this engine. I mean, the original is basically 
these the human revolution and mankind divided are are in many ways like mechanically carbon copy of the original um mm -hmm. just in a newer day and age so taking the original deus ex and remaking it in the the new engines with the new ui and everything like it would fit like a glove so um yeah i it i'm i'm having a great time with it what's there is still a huge amount of fun and uh it's just it's just it's great some of the best level design of any game um the mechanics are are super cyberpunky it does cyberpunk better than cyberpunk in a lot of ways uh, in many ways and not not so many in others <laughs> also but i mean it's just it it's really a it, it, what's there is really really yeah. fantastic just walking around and exploring the city is awesome i was uh i was curious so i i uh is this yeah, it is mankind divided i was looking up uh lifetime sales of this to see how well it did um the Caesar says the total console sales were approximately 1.1 million. Uh, Steam Spy estimates one to two million owners of the game, which is obviously a very rough ballpark. Probably safe to say around two million. Apparently, they needed three million in sales to break even. Have you heard that number before? Yeah, the big the big number being thrown around is 70 million. The game costs 70 million to make. Oh, I thought you meant and... 70 million units sold. I'm like, no, 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 no. Yeah, expectations <laughs> were a little skewed back then. Yeah. Um, no, they they needed um, 70 million to break to break even, um, and apparently they didn't make that, which is one of the big things. But of course, as we have been talking about, and I've been talking about into the ground recently, um, they really screwed up with the PR for Mankind Divided. Not only did they they introduce the whole like you know buy MTX skill stuff, points yeah. and money in the game, which was was already kind of contentious, but then they did this thing called augment your pre order, and that was a huge scandal because basically they were going to like release things based on how many people pre ordered the game, and people didn't like that so much that there was essentially a boycott of the game, um, and that's why the game didn't sell. It wasn't because the game was bad; it was because literally thousands and thousands of people said i will not give money to support them. this is a scummy thing that i don't want to be a part of um i remember at the time like in in like so many of my friends that were interested at the time uh my 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 community and such were just like no i'm not I'm, I, there's no way i'm gonna pre-order this game i don't even know if i'm gonna buy it and then it came out and once it came out that's when like there were also some issues with uh, with the fact that it didn't really have an ending and the reviews weren't great because like there was a troubled production so that compounded into people just not buying it but the whole thing started with the augment your pre-order and it was just a huge huge mess and then the worst the worst thing and this is why Deus Ex fans like me are so pissed <laughs> square enix basically took the ip they gave it to idos montreal idos montreal did a great job with it then they rushed square enix rushed into the end they tried to do the augment your pre-order bs they put in a cash shop and then they did all of this stuff to basically screw the ip and then when it didn't sell, essentially said, okay, then I guess you don't get any more day sex and pulled the plug on the whole thing. Yeah. And it's like, I remember back uh, when this was, <coughs> excuse me, when this was getting, getting some, uh, some traction and some hype about like, about that very thing about, you know, paying to win. And I, I told my chat, like I was toying with the idea of doing that, doing that. I exact remember that thing. discussion on the show. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. just paying for all the all the augments that I could get, and then just you know ostensibly breezing through the game because I paid to do so. <laughs> I never did it, but it was definitely an idea that I, I I threw around a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, oh, that was 2018. Okay. I for 
my relationship with this game revolves around talking about it on this show because we did a show on this. I remember when it came out because uh, it led into. I I want to say there was a game before Origins, Assassin's Creed Origins. That's what it was. When did that come out? 2017 and Deus Ex came out in 2015 co or 2016. Uh, Human Revolution or this one? Mankind Divided. Sorry. And kind of added, I want to say it was 27. Hold on. Um, uh, 2016. Okay. 2016. Yeah. So those August were 23rd. August 23rd and then Assassin's Creed Origins. Yeah. Those, those conversations on the show were a lot of fun. Uh, because yeah. it was basically around like MTX. If it, if it works in the games, it was basically me and Co just going back and forth and Zeke, uh, kind of chiming in every once in a while. Uh, and I think you finally swayed me over around Assassin's Creed Origins. Because I didn't play Mankind Divided. So I didn't have any skin in the game, essentially. Uh, <laughs> but then when they started to creep into Origins, that's when I remember that conversation. So, yeah. yeah. Anyways, random tangent. Uh, also, just for what it's worth, uh, for comparison's sake, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy so far has sold 4 million units as of November 5th. So already eclipsed uh deus ex but then again it's the it's the marvel ip so of course it has uh and it's also a good game but yeah that is uh deus ex mankind divided would you say for people that have never played the uh the deus ex series to jump in co or is it too much bad taste in the in the mouth here how it ended human revolution is fantastic the director's cut is great i strongly recommend that game uh mankind if you if you enjoyed adam's journey and you liked it i would say absolutely give mankind divided a try um just go in understanding the situation like and and kind of but i mean mankind divided the world is incredible it makes some great mechanical leaps for the franchise um it you know i enjoyed the story and the characters and stuff and and the world is fantastic to explore lots and lots of different things in it um, but you know, I mean, it's, it, it had some trouble development issues that showed through. And honestly, again, it becomes very apparent that it was designed as the middle book. Mm. Um, and having it be the end book is underwhelming. Yeah. Uh, so I do really hope that, that we get that third book because I think that that would make, it's the kind of situation where it's not, it's not nearly as pronounced, I'd say, because Shadowbringers was incredible, but playing and beating Endwalker made Shadowbringers better. Right. And that's what I feel like is is what's needed for Mankind Divided. Like getting to the, you know, being able to pick up in, in, a, in a verbose third game right after the events of Mankind Divided, I think would really, like, you'd be able to really kind of get a lot of that context that just isn't there. Um, so, yeah. yeah. Hopefully one day. Makes sense. Opium. <laughs> hey, Square Enix has got a lot of money. Yeah, they've been doing well these they past do. couple of years. And the, and the worst, the worst part is the part that I think is 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 the nefarious, the nefarious part of me is is fully thinking about is that Square Enix totally screwed up the Deus Ex franchise. They were the reason it got sunk. Yeah. And now they're going to wait like ten years, reboot it. And they're going to ride out on their white steed, and they're going to be the heroes for saving the Deus Ex franchise and bringing <laughs> it back. And it's going to be like. You mother, <laughs> <laughs> like you know exactly what you're doing. Yeah, and everyone's gonna be like Square Enix, yay! Oh, you're bringing Deus Ex 
strikes back. And the worst part is I'm going to be one of those people. Like, I, I know it. I know I'm going to be the one cheering them on for bringing it back. And it's like, it hurts. Yeah, I get it. I understand. I understand. Part of me does, every time you say Square Enix, I feel like there should be some, because like, Square Enix Japan and Square Enix are so different that I'm like, don't, don't make fun of Square Enix Japan, go, what do you speak? Hey, careful. They're the ones they who put out the, the letter they recently. What, they don't even know Deus Ex is, Kyle. <laughs> That's true. That's true. But I mean, you got you got the guy putting out 100%. his NFT letter. I can't I mean, argue like, that. You, trust I me. I can't argue They're still on that talking one. to each other. They're just, you yeah. know, they're doing their thing. Yeah. I can't argue that. On yeah. That Meanwhile, you know, him going Deus Ex. Uh? Like, <laughs> I, I, can completely see, I can completely see that. Like, he made that? What is Deus Ex? Uh? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I can exactly. completely, completely see that. Exactly. Uh, Zeke, let's talk about Poop Dick 1, a.k.a. <laughs> <laughs> Alone in the Dark. That was just randomly. Yeah, those are my so save easy. files. Yeah, uh, Alone in the Dark. I can't be the only one who names their save files something dumb like that, right? Mine's usually in the moment, so I remember what the save is. Like, <laughs> hey, don't delete me right before boss or something like that. But Right, right, right. Well, and a lot of times saves. I actually had to change that, uh, change out poop dick in favor of looking at the clock and just putting, putting like, you know, 340 or something like that. Like, yeah. So I know which one's the most recent save because I didn't want to do like poop dick 38, you know, and have like 38 yeah. save files. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, alone in the dark. Now I talked shit about it earlier, but it's, it's not a bad game. Um, it's just, it, it, the game would be vastly improved, and I know it's old, but it would have been vastly improved if the movement speed of the character was that was that run all the time. <laughs> now, the reason why I'm complaining about it is because getting the main character to run is, in theory, on paper, easy. Just double tap to run. That is a, an incorrect instruction. It is not double tap to run. It is hold the, hold the walk for an unspecified amount of time and then tap walk again as long as you're not hitting an obstacle. It is frustrating as fuck to get around in this uh -oh. game. And it's slow as fuck to get around. Here comes the Chuck. Wait, wrong game. I noped out. Does it look at me? Nope, 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 nope. Backing out. Nope. <laughs> That's how I would approach if someone was slowly swinging a pirate sword at me. That I would kind of walk out yeah. of the room slowly and, you know, go around the corner. Got to make sure. Getting past that guy was a real pain in the ass. Um, Did you shoot him with but, the revolver? Uh, No. Oh. He. Dude, have you ever tried to shoot a pirate with a revolver? Obviously, he's going to backflip. All the time. And it's not going to do any damage. Wait, obviously. does he really backflip? Have you never shot a pirate? Yeah, what? Here it is. You'll see. <laughs> oh, and if you notice the sparks, that's him blocking the bullet. That's him with the parrying the bullet, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that is definitely what is happening. That's no joke. Very uh, agile. Oh. Procedure. No, it's it's a there's a there's a specific way you have to get past him. It's it's a it's a a puzzle with a solution. Ah. Um, which I was not aware of, of course, because you know you play the game, you figure it out. Yeah. Uh, 
it, just getting around in the game was really frustrating. And um, the enemies that you start facing, like, they're, 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 like, little, like, trash mob enemies that come in, and you can, like, do this, like, this, like, karate kick where you, like, everything is slow in this game. Everything takes time. So in order to kick, you don't, I, I fell in the pit trap, like, or pitfall of this early on, but you figure it out that it's not, you don't, you don't tap kick. You hold the kick button because he goes, <laughs> yeah. That's how I kick. You got to build up. I mean, I was going to say, yeah. You build up the power. Pretty like standard. This and then let it go. That's. Yeah. Haven't you ever kicked yeah. someone before, Zeke? That's how it goes. I'm Jake, kicking them wrong. I guess that. I'm not I'm following through on it or something. Ah, okay. Gotcha. Um, yeah. But yeah, like, so you, you figure out a rhythm with the, with the trash mobs that you can actually kill. but. Any monster that is set up in a specific room is a puzzle. Ah. You have to find a certain way to defeat them. Uh, at least that's what I experienced in, in the seven plus hours that I played this. Um, but it, it just it, it moves so slow. And, and on top of that, yes, there's a save system. Um, but there's also a lot of times when you're just like, you're feeling fine. You're feeling fancy free. You feel safe. And this game will kill you <laughs> for no reason. There will be a hole in the floor that you could have never seen coming and you just die. And if you haven't saved recently, you're pissed. <laughs> so you're like, you know, you're walking around like, all right, cool. Okay. Did that. Did that. Okay. I'm going to recheck these other rooms. Cool. Okay. I'm going to walk down this innocuous fucking hallway. And then I will save before I go into a new room. No, 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 my good man. That hallway is death because there's a fucking hole in the floor. All that progress you made, you got to do it again. You got to go back to your uh, uh, previous save. Okay. And people are like, what do you expect? It's an old game. I know, but it's, I still I fucking hate it. Yeah, you can still be I upset. can still be mad about it. Yeah. Uh, so then that happens uh, quite a bit. And so it teaches you early on, like, just just save before you go anywhere new. Just even if it looks like a hallway that's, that's there's nothing in advice. it, just it save really before is. you go there. So you end up saving a lot. Um, like I was, I was putting in like every every five to ten minutes. I was putting in the the time. Like, all right, three forty five. Okay, three fifty. Okay. Um, that was kind of tedious, but eh, whatever. Uh, the, the game feels like a, an action point and click in that, oh, like this. Guess what? Oh. You opened the wrong door, motherfucker. You're going to, you're going to the fucking dark realm. <laughs> the and end. the end. Yep. Oh, that's a cool screen. And that's me reacting to that. Like, oh, I opened that door. Instant death. Got it. Okay. So don't open that door. Don't open any doors. Don't walk anywhere without saving. And that happens a lot. Anyways, uh, it plays like a point-and-click game in a lot of ways. Uh, Plot-wise, story-wise, figuring stuff out-wise. Um, or, uh, like, you can obviously, obviously, obviously tell that this was the precursor to Resident Evil, Silent Hill. Um, True. 
precursor means that there was some streamlining that they could have done a little bit better to help the player. Like in Resident Evil, you come upon like an indent and you see it's like, oh, it's an octagonal indent. So if I find an octagonal item, I put it in there. This one doesn't really give you that. It's just like, there's this thing on the wall. What is it, you may ask? Well, isn't it obvious? Can't you just look at it? Aren't the graphics good enough for you to determine what this object is? (laughs) What do you do to this object? Well, obviously, you throw a bowling ball at this object. Ah. Why? As one does. Yeah. It makes sense. No, like not to, not like I'm going to spoil one one puzzle solution. So cover yours if you for a twenty game, which 30, which you won't thirty year old game. No, twenty year old hey, game. Hey, some people some people watch Zeke play and want to play it themselves. It's valid. Twenty year old game. Mm-hmm. Now, does does the solution make sense? Yeah, I guess. Is there is there like a logical way that you would come upon that the solution to this puzzle? Not really. There's a suit of armor that comes alive. It animates. And it starts attacking you. And nothing hurts it. But later on in the game, you find a heavy statue. And you throw it at the armor. And that's the answer to that puzzle. Does it make sense? Sure. Is it something that you would logically like, be like, this is going to be the solution? No! I dare anyone to say like they threw it and weren't surprised that that it worked you're like oh shit it worked i bet well, I mean, every person that did that was like a oh i didn't statue okay. for a statue i mean that's common that's perfect I, I, yeah so I wait the first, Zeke, statue, first statue are you telling sure, me statue out of statue. oh oh but co but co listen funny you say that because you twigged on something Uh-oh. that this game uh you figure out this is a fight fire with fire game. Absolutely start to finish. And that is something that I think maybe people thought like a credit to like some of the in- intelligence or cleverness of this game. What do you use to fight a sword wielder? A better sword. What do you use to fight uh, a cowboy who's throwing a cow at you? Hey, give oh. him a cow. It, there's a lot of answers that could be right. No, you cover, <laughs> you cover him up Whiskey. with an Indian with an Indian blanket. Ah, you throw an Indian blanket over him. What do okay. you do to fight someone who's shooting arrows at you? Well, you shoot an arrow right back at him. And that's okay. honestly like some of the cleverness of this game is that if you come up against a problem you can't you can't figure out, you've got to find a correlating item. So after a while, you start getting it. But the first time you do it, you're like, oh, I can't believe that worked. And then, you like, if I saw, like, I don't know, a slime creature, I'd be on the lookout for something fucking slimy to fight him with. <laughs> but all that said, I can understand why people like this game, but the oldness was too hard for me to get over uh, in, at the end of the day. Uh, and the slowness. The oldness and the slowness was really difficult. And that's something I didn't talk about, uh, I should have talked about when we're talking about Dark Forces. Dark Forces is fucking fast! It goes so fast! it's a Doom game. You zip around that shit, and I was so grateful for that that aspect. After playing this game, and then going to that game, 
night and day. I was just like, oh, I just I just ran around in circles. I was like, wait, you know. <laughs> yeah, I get it. I get it. You gonna play more alone in the dark? You could also play Jack in the Dark. I like a light, but uh you can play Jack in the Dark in '93, Zeke, if you want to. That's when it came out. Alone in the Dark I had Two, the trilogy. Alone in the Dark Three, Alone in the Dark: The New Nightmare, Alone in the Dark yep. in 2008, and Alone in the Dark: Illumination. Well, I have the I have the trilogy. I have Alone in the Dark One, Two, Three. Okay, all right. So, Are these games supposed to be scary? By the way, a lot of people were saying like, "Man, this game creeped me out when I played it." Really? Okay. It's the. It definitely has a good atmosphere. And the fixed camera is is good for that. Like they're like you, you I'm sure most people have played a Resident Evil game with the old controls and the old camera angles and stuff. Like there's a reason they do it and they it does it pretty pretty well. And for being like one of the first of its kind, that definitely had an effect. It's stark, it's lonely. I guess that is it, true, yeah. Like Yeah. This game did spawn, like you said, Resident Evil and all that stuff. So, yeah, it's probably pretty spooky for the first time experiencing this yeah. back in the day, no, 30 years ago, I not 20 years ago. I remember when I was a kid in elementary school and we had the uh, uh, a green green screen computer lab. Like uh, they were the green, just green. Dang, letters, green you went screen, to the right? fancy schools. I had uh, we had, I think, four of those old uh, floppy disk, like actual floppy disk. Yeah. Um, drives and we would play text-based games, and I remember being creeped out by some of those. Yeah. So, I totally get that. I get it. Yeah. Oh, there's the kick. See the kick? Yeah. <laughs> Are you kicking yeah. the spiders? Kick the spiders? <laughs> I don't know. I I didn't ever figure out how to beat the spiders because I can't. You can't kick them on the ground. At least I never figured out. Do you how have? I can't shoot them. Do you have spiders? Spiders. I I was on the lookout for bigger spiders. <laughs> I was on the lookout for bigger spiders, something with venom, something with web. Like I was on the lookout for that shit, and I never found it. Okay. All right. Well, that's alone in the dark. Spider-Man. I tried to call Spider-Man. <laughs> Jeez. You, uh, you jogged my memory. I've, I played another hour of Resident Evil 7 VR. I fought and killed the first boss. That boss is not fun, guys. I, I didn't enjoy my time with that boss. It was kind of... Uh, Took, you know, it took uh, about six or seven tries, I got to say. RE7, do you say RE7 first boss? Yeah, the chainsaw guy, the the dad. Oh, yep, yep. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I remember that taking a little bit of doing. It did. Mm-hmm. It did. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now I have to go back and uh, I have the Scorpion King. It's it's hard to play that game in every once a month because you, you spawn back into it and you're like, what the fuck was I doing? What? <laughs> What's going on? takes about a 10-minute adjustment period to look at the map and look at the keys and all that stuff. But I think I have to go get the shotgun and meet mom or grandmom or something. I don't know. I think I'm coming up on the bug stuff is next. The bug stuff. Yeah, that's what chat says. So, uh, Co. Wasteland 3. We got Escape from Monkey Island. Uh, anything in particular you want to hit on? Kind of cleaning up the uh, the past two Not weeks. Not really. Games. Uh, playing through Wasteland Three, still a great game. Base game's awesome, and very much enjoying the uh, the first DLC. I'm going to be returning to that at some point in the future. 
And Monkey Island has been great. I'm I'm hoping to start wrapping up Escape from Monkey Island 4, which will be the last one. They do like Grim Fandango or something next. I never beat that game. So, uh, yeah, that and Noida. And we have an Elix run coming up soon. Going to be playing Prey next. So, all over the map. Got a lot of... I'm spending this month, like, catching up with a lot of stuff I've been meaning to play and just haven't had the chance to. So Yeah. Cool. And it's been good. Got a big backlog. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Zeke, what else have you been playing that you want to uh, mention? I, I see Brain Dead 13. We got Mad Dog 2. Uh, Those are great. Uh, I, yeah, I've, I think I've played four games so far this Psychic year. Psychic Detective as well. Oh, Psychic Detective. That's, what, that's the one that started it. Um, oh, Psychic Detective. I could, I mean, I could talk about any one of those. Um, sure, you tell what me. Do you got, what do you got pulled up? I, I got them all. I'm staring at all the VODs. You tell me. Okay, pull, pull up uh, Psychic Detective then, because that was the first one. Okay. First game I chose Insert uh, was suggested to me, but uh, there, yeah, this is one of those. There was a little <laughs> bit of that. Um, Psychic Detective is a clue-like oh, mystery figured out and uh that's this is you're watching the end game oh oh, the the literal end game the only only part of this game or of this cd-rom that wasn't like well okay let me just lay out the thing for you okay so psychic detective is a interactive movie basically but you can hop, like, the whole idea is you're playing a psychic detective, and you can hop your brain or your consciousness into somebody else and see through their eyes. So as you're going along, you'll see, like, uh, faces pop up on the side. Mo- see, there's Monica right there. And you can hop into Monica, and you can, like, basically, like, remote view. You can see her, like, go through the movie, which... Uh, uh, Production-wise, that took a lot of time. I'm sure it was fucking probably a nightmare. Why? Because you got to shoot <laughs> all the scenes. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's 90. Very um, nice. You got to shoot all the scenes. It's like a Save by the Bell. All of the angles from the remote view. So you got to shoot these scenes over and over and over again. Each one of them from a person you can jump into. Um, which is like I give credit. That's a daunting task, but. You can jump into a lot of these, a lot of people's, like, anybody that crosses your path, pretty much, you can jump into their head and watch the movie un- unfold from their perspective. And the, the gist of it is you have to figure out um, what's going on, the mystery, how to solve it, and how to, how to defeat the evil person at the end. Okay, um, that's actually kind of amazing. Yeah. Like that's right? a super cool idea for a game. I don't think I've ever heard of that before. Yeah, it was like I was I was blown away. It's kind of by... psychonauts in a in a weird way. Sort of. Well, so having the having the same scene and then having sure. to like work like that that part. I'm assuming when you get to the end, you like go back to the beginning and like. Yeah, well, uh, people people bring up uh, night trap when they when they talk about like oh night trap because you can jump around the scene to scene to scene, but night trap is. Not not the same because you don't they didn't have to move the camera. Like in this, like these two people are having a conversation. I'm inside the head of one and I'm watching the guy he's talking to. You can jump to him 
in the middle of the conversation. So they had to record that conversation twice from both sides. You see what I'm saying? That's in cool. order for you to be able to jump between them. That's cool. That's cool. I thought that was awesome. Um, but you unravel the story. You get to the end. There are, and this is great. Uh, where did I put the big box? Mm, hold on one second oh one second wait i was gonna do the jeopardy song but that's dmca damn it okay. yeah good call nope I can take this. and <laughs> the reason why i'm doing this is because this is this is how manuals used to be if you remember manuals remember manuals remember manuals that would come yeah, with those me? cost extra money now um is it? Nope, not that. Yep. In the jewel case of the disc, a checklist of all fourteen endings. Huh? I just I checked off four of them. I saw four endings. <laughs> Do they split? I mean, not really. They're, like they're they have, enough. they have like, they have names like, uh, uh Moki's playmate. The Village Idiot, uh, This Little Piggy, Maximum Eric, Double War, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. But 14 different endings for this game, depending on how, uh, depending on what you see while you play it. So there is uh, an ending called The Grand Slam, um, which means it's like the 100% or perfect ending or the best ending you can get. Mm. Um, and the funny thing is, <laughs> it was we looked up a walkthrough and it was kind of convoluted uh, without like, I, I got to three different endings without uh, looking up anything. And then I was like, okay, it's coming to the end of the day. Uh, I'm going to look up the walkthrough. And it was like, you follow this guy for a while and then you jump to this guy and then you jump to this lady. And then you look at this thing. In, in a specific order, so at the end, now you saw the end game that I with the red and blue, like, thing? Yeah. yeah. The pieces for the end game depend on what you've seen throughout the game. Or, excuse me, their power depends on what you've seen throughout the game. So, if I picked up the knife, looked at it, it gives it power for the end game. If I saw a memory of this person and that person was a game piece at the end, they would have power. The so power. at the end, uh, 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 the end game is about uh, each, you and the evil guy take four pieces. And they all have set powers from what you've done in the game. So like one piece will have like, just put a number on it. One piece will have a power of four. That means any piece with the power of three or less, it will crush it and, and capture it. If you try to capture a piece that is more powerful than you, you lose your piece. It's simple rules, but how you empower them in the game is you look at or, or you uh, see their memories. I like um, how you said simple rules because it's like, guys, this is simple mental psychic <laughs> identification. Like, come on, guys, try to keep up. This well, the, the thing is, like, if yeah. at the end of the game, there will be, it's, it's a random assortment of items and people at the end of the game that you can use as game pieces. And if, 
like say there's a, a like a little uh, Russian doll, and you never saw it through your playthrough, it's gonna have zero fucking power for you. But if you did see it, it will grant it some power. Do you see what I'm saying? Can you can you so give you power gotta to get as many it. things as you want? So like time. if you're if you're oh, it's time. Time is a thing. It's the the movie runs linear. So if you're jumping around you from person to person, choose. time passes while uh, uh, in other scenes. So it keeps going. So if you spend a lot of time in one head, like viewing what he's viewing, you'll miss a bunch of other shit that other people are doing. So do you have any idea towards the end of the game, like what objects you should give power to and what you shouldn't? Or is it just like a Not the first time. <laughs> okay. I certainly didn't understand what I was doing the first time I got to an ending. I was like, I don't understand shit <laughs> about what's going on here. I don't know the game. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. And the end, it was like, I lost all my pieces because I didn't know what the hell I was doing. But I got the, uh, the village idiot ending. It was like, <laughs> so it's a psychic, that, that guy right there, the bald guy, that's the bad guy. That's Kane. Ben Kingsley. Kane. Kane. Ben Kingsley look like. Yeah, Kane. Um, yeah, uh, and uh, so he crushed all my pieces, but also, like, the game, if you lose the game, like, that badly, he crushes your mind. Whoa. As well. So, like, you're like, you get mind at the end of the game, you're like, because I lost all my pieces. And I'm just like, I don't know what I do. Like, I'm just like a dullard. Like, I have like a one <laughs> intelligence. But I got that ending the first time. And then I played it again and looked through other people's eyes, and you kind of piece it together. It was way more clever than I thought it was going to be. I thought it was they just going to be. They got to remake this game. Someone should steal I know. I was it. just thinking that. They need to make like a current day and age of this game. I would totally play that. 100%. Because I, I, but the, I can, like, I can see how people would be turned off by it because if you play it through and you get one ending and you're like, this fucking game sucks, you have to play it a few times to see through other people's eyes, jump around. Because a one time playthrough, you see maybe 5 to 10% of the content. It was it was actually kind of shocking how much depth there is in the game and how much you miss just just playing through it one time, two times. Like it's it was surprising. The only thing that I hated, of course, you have to in order to get to the end of the game, you have to change your disc no less than four times. Sure. Yeah. And they give you the order in the manual. They're like, all right, in order to play this game, you're going to need all three discs handy and available, and you're going to go. Disc one, disc two, disc three, back to disc two, then back to disc three again. Every time you play through it. Makes sense. Is this the end game thing you were just talking about right here? Yes. Okay. So I'm glad like, you we, see, finally, like, we finally stumbled upon it in the month. Yeah. So um, you select first, you select uh, your four pieces, and then, and then he gets the remaining four. Uh, you go first. And you try and select the pieces based on what you've seen throughout the game. So I know that that uh, uh, Lena will be powerful. I know that the the kite is a powerful uh, memory. I know that doll is not as powerful. So on and so forth. Yeah. Okay. And then it's and it it, it looks stranger than it is. All you do is take one piece, and you either jump it left or right. 
and try and capture the piece to your left or right. That's it. And did you ever see all pieces? Yeah, I got the grand slam ending, but oh. I, that was with a walkthrough. So I take the the ah. the memory with the, with the cigarette smoking person in it, and I put it on top of the. I guess do I do? Yep, I put it on top of the ballerina, and it showed that 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 piece was stronger than the other piece. So the the place I landed turned blue. Jesus, I see. Okay, that's it. But it's cool that they how they do it how how they give the pieces power. I don't like Kane. He he's uh he's scary. Yeah, he's spooky. If you think of him as Gandhi, it's okay. It's he's fine. He's harmless. Because <laughs> he looks like he looks he's just gotta, like Ben Kingsley. Yeah, he could be his brother. He's got to shave the goatee, but yeah. yeah. He could be the man the 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 Mandarin. There you go. Yeah. God, I, that's I. I you just reminded me that uh, we had Ben Kingsley as both Gandhi and the Mandarin. <laughs> same, same person. Same actor. So, well. uh, all right. That's Psychic Detective. Zeke, where are we going next? Oh, it's me again? Okay. Uh, yeah, let's, yeah. Go to, let's go to Brain Dead 13. Okay. We are... That should be a short, a short description. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it. Uh, Brain, Brain Dead 13 is a uh oh this looks cool. i don't think it's a i don't think it's a bluth game uh like uh uh dragon dragon's layer remember dragon's layer yeah of course <clears throat> yeah it's but it plays like that it's similar it to that does. except yeah. for for there's a couple of big differences one uh actually probably just one big difference the biggest difference oh in this game yeah. is that in order to progress, you have to press at the right times. You have to press up, down, left, right, or space bar, which is action button. They don't give you any indication as to when to press these buttons like they did nicely enough in Dragon's Lair. Oh, like Jesus. They give you a little bit of, like, oh. flash. <laughs> oh, and the, the death scenes are brutal in this, and they're wonderful. They're hilarious, and they're very cartoony, old-style cartoony, where they weren't afraid to, like, you know suck your brain out or blend your entire body into a smoothie and drink it like the, the 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 old age of brutal cartoons being like itchy and scratchy shit um but that's the biggest difference is that they give you no indication as to when to press the button also i would say probably 80% of the time it's an arbitrary fucking button to push 20% of the time, it makes sense. Like, oh, he's coming from my right side, so I'll dodge left. But 80% of the time, it's like, oh, he's coming from my right side, I'll dodge left. Nope. I'll go up. Nope. I'll go down. Nope. I'll press the action button. Yeah, because you pull out a fucking hammer and smack him in the face. Like, there was no indication that I could do that. <laughs> so it's a guessing game all the way through. Almost all the way through, it's a guessing game. Um, and a memory game. It's a guessing memory game. So you have to remember, okay, like up, up, down, yeah, face, <clears throat> right, up to beat the spider guy. That's sucked. Totally sucked. Uh, and I wasn't ashamed by the end. I think I played it for three hours and change. By the end of, of like the time, I was like, I'm getting sick of this. This is gonna, I'm gonna look, looked up a walkthrough. I went through some stuff. 
and then old happened and crashed my game. Oh. When I was like a couple of couple of uh uh rooms away from like the final confrontation, it crashed my fucking game. Yes, and you can save the game, but it doesn't encourage you to save the game because if you die you just you just start back at, at like like three moves ago. So you don't feel like you have to save it all the time. Until you crash. <laughs> and then you're like Fuck! crash to DOS. That's 35 minutes of bullshit that I have to go through again that I've already seen. Positive things about the game. The animation is fucking stellar. The characters in it are great. The death scenes are fantastic and plentiful. Um, and it has a, has a great sense of humor. A brutal, like, dark sense of humor that I just, I dug. Um, and there's a character in it named Vivi. Uh, who oh, is a, a black mage, a kid that was no, no Vivi is a big titted vampire salon owner. Oh, and okay, you can rule 30 for her. And I believe it's called Booba. <laughs> what the fuck? Yes, uh, which is weird. I didn't think an obscure game like this would have rule 34, but that's what rule 34 is all about. Yeah, right? yeah. anything Good you want. God, that last one. Yeah, did they, I think he just ripped out your bottom skeletal system plus your spine. He wedged my my pelvis and spine out. Wow, because he's a he's a school bully. Like he's a Frankenstein, but he's like a bully. Yeah, he's like a jock. So he wedges you and he wedges your pelvis and spine out of your body. Look, this there... is like Mortal Kombat with Donald Bluth. <laughs> or uh, not, not, I don't know Bluth. I don't know what the first name is, but yeah, <laughs> it's great. That part of it's great. But the tediousness of it, the guessing of it, is just, I hated it. So I couldn't continue it. And then I went on to Mad Dog McGee 2, and that was a real, real fun palate cleanser. Yeah. And uh, (laughs) I played the first one, and it was super janky. Like, it it was really old. It it registered hitbox poorly. This one actually did improve. And... I was playing on the difficulty titled Wimp because there's there's that's the lowest difficulty. There's Wimp, and then there's I don't remember the names of them, but there's two others higher than that. I started on the hardest, went back, went to the medium, and I was like, "Fucking what?" And then I went to the lowest, and that was doable, still fucking really hard. Wait, um, did you die right there? Oh, I did. You die a lot. <laughs> you die a lot, lot. Um, another game that that benefits you to save every now and then due to crashing or ah. due to accidentally starting the game over again. Um, it only has one save spot. Also, <laughs> one of my favorite. They kept the same voice from the first game. When you mouse over the save icon, a voice comes on and goes. Save. Save. And it's just like this gentle, like, save. It was like a it's very important. Fucking, it's great. Look, yeah, uh, you got docked on Metacritic back then if you didn't have a, a voice on your save button. So Apparently. Yeah. But this is, it's it's a memory game. Um, it's originally meant to be, I want to say, an uh, uh, arcade game that might have been ported from the arcade to uh, a PC because... The Undertaker even makes mention of, he's like, well, partner, 
Looks like you're going to have to put more money in this game. <laughs> like, like, it makes mention of, of it. Of course, yeah. You can't do that uh, so, nowadays. Now you get yelled at and you get on Twitter and all these people yeah, get so right. Back then they just they were blunt about it, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh but the game a lot of the game is memory, like knowing where the guys pop up. But the hardest parts of the game that you that I had to play over and over again were these parts because there were like six six or seven setups where guys could pop out randomized. <laughs> I love that you have to see the same asshole every time. Oh, dude, I told him to shut up so many times. <laughs> dude, I'm getting here. That's what he says. And he goes, I'm getting out of here. And he fucking bolts. And he's like, every time you restart this level, I'm getting out of here. Like, Get out of here then. Go. Fuck off then. Uh -oh. oh, and these are random. These are random. I had to figure out how to do these. Um, <laughs> I, tried, I tried to shoot him in the dick. I always try and shoot him in the dick. But there's random gunfights. Like, You'll be playing a level over and over again. It'll be like your six or seven time. And then they'll throw in a random uh, quick draw fight. Now, I didn't know how to do this right off the bat, but you have to take your gun, and uh, your gun hand, and put it down in the right-hand corner where oh, you, you reload. Have to that's, draw. that's where you reload. And then you have to wait for the, for the person you're fighting the, there will be a right next to menu. There will be uh, it'll say holster, and then it'll say as soon as it says reload, you hit the right click to reload, and then you drag the mouse up to, to fire. So that's how you do the quick drop. And it didn't some of tell them are fucking tough. What's that? It didn't tell you that at any point. Oh God, <laughs> it might have in the it might in the instruction manual if if I if it had one or if I maybe I had to read it. Yeah, I didn't read it. No, nah, you never want to read things in games. I've I found that to be uh, adverse to playing well, games. Really? Well, you want to play the games, no, not read the no, games. No, but look. No, but look. This, uh -huh. this whole section here, and most of most of this section here, that's just installing the game. <laughs> like, this is how you install Mad Dog 2 on your... Well, they didn't They didn't have, like, setup.exe or whatever, right? Back in the day. Not so, everyone had universal devices. Oh, so in, and most of it, most, most of it, most of the problems in these old games, and if you remember, came from sound device. Yeah. Getting yeah. the right sound device compatible with the, and also to a smaller uh, extent, color uh, numbers. 32 bit and all that stuff. 32, 64, 256. Like, yeah. what is, what can I do? And, and mixing and matching and going, Hmm, how can I put bubblegum on duck the duck pig on this to get just some fucking sound with my video, you know? So, but that's some of the quick, joys of it. Yeah, go ahead. We only have like four minutes left, and somebody in my chat just oh. said, did, did you beat Stasis? Did I beat Stasis? Oh, Stasis. Yeah, because I, I uh, remember we were going to talk about it last week. I was really interested to hear your opinion, but I think you said you wanted to wait until you beat it did you actually beat it oh yeah yeah yeah. okay okay sorry i just need a refresher yes i did beat stasis i beat stasis and i uh went on to sorry i just put um, jp in like side content of stasis. <laughs> i just i didn't want to see i was hoping zeke would continue dying so the guy would keep on getting out of here i was laughing so, oh he's dead again yeah. here we go i was just wondering because i i am due to play stasis as well i was just wondering if you like enjoyed it if it was if it, if it was good for you i did Oh no no! Stasis is Stasis is 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 a really great game. Um, it's a point and click, so 
So uh, prepare for some like it's not it's not a lot of moon logic. There are some jumps, like minor leaps you have to make. Not bad at all. Uh, the atmosphere and the story are are really good. Um, it'll it'll feel kind of familiar. Um, you'll see if if you're a sci-fi buff, you'll see references, you'll see Easter egg names and that kind of shit here and there. Um, the dev actually came in while I was playing it and was like, "Oh, fun fact: this name is blah 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 from this uh, movie book, whatever." Uh, and it was cool to like see like uh, he came in like during the middle of one of my days playing it, and I was like, "Now." Let me ask you this. Was this name from that? He goes, yes, it was. I love that movie. That kind of stuff is great. But there's a lot of sci-fi references and and, uh, that kind of stuff in it. So be on the lookout for that. Um, But the game itself is really fun, really uh, well laid out. The atmosphere uh, is very immersive. It's very much um, um, in the style of like uh, Alien, Event Horizon, like lonely spaceship kind of a thing. It's great. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. How long did it take you to beat it? Uh, it looks like ten hours. Oh, something like that. Uh, okay. You can probably wow. beat it in a stream. Cool. Yeah. It was good. Fun. Yeah, this came out in 2015. I don't even. That's the first time I've heard of this game. Yeah. the The reason I'm I'm very interested is because the the brother team. Uh, I think it's called the Brotherhood. I think. Um, they're they're a brother team from South Africa, and after Stasis, they made a really cool game that I super recommend called Beautiful Desolation. Oh yeah, uh, I remember that. Like super sci-fi, really crazy. Yeah. And the reason I want to go back and play Stasis is because their next project is Stasis Bone Totem, which is the the new version, the next one of these apparently. So yeah, I'm I'm definitely going to be playing this before that one because I'm actually pretty damn excited for that one. So cool, be cool. All right, well, that's uh, perfectly timed. We can do some shout-outs, talk about what we got coming up, and then uh, wrap it up for next week's show, which will actually be episode 300, I'm being told. Sources are letting me know right now in my ear. Uh, let's do some shout-outs, though, Zeke. Technically, JP. <laughs> Drop frames games doesn't count as a... God damn it, Reggie. <laughs> Zeke, do some shout-outs. What do you got going on? What's going up on the channel? Oh, what's up, everybody? Thank you guys for watching. Thank you to Co and JP for being wonderful co-hosts. And and uh, yeah, I'm I'm in the middle of CD Ramathon, and I'm I'm I love it because January usually is a lull in in game releases. So I'm glad that uh, we get to chance to take a take a look back on these old games. Uh, the next game I have is my choice, and my choice for the next game was uh, with a little help from Chad. Uh, is going to be part of the Activision Game Vault. And the winner is... Time Commando. I will be playing Time Commando on Tuesday. Um, we looked it up on how long to beat, and it's a relatively short game. It might said like six hours, so it might, might only take me one stream. Um, but then I will be playing your your choice. And if you want to look on my Twitter, the poll is up right now. Leading is Star Trek Klingon Academy uh, with second place being No One Lives Forever 2, A Spy in Harm's Way. So if you want to make your voice heard, head over to my Twitter and check out the poll. But uh, Time Commando on Tuesday because tomorrow's my day off. And I'm going to watch AGDQ all day. Awesome. That's it. Thank you. Follow my shit. Follow my stuff. Follow me and everything. There you go. Co, some shout outs. Awesome. Hi. 
I'm Co. I'm currently playing through Deus Ex Mankind Divided. Uh, we're going to finish this up, probably at least another stream or two. Then we may move on to the DLC. Not sure if I want to save it or not. We'll see. But I'm definitely going to be doing Prey next. So if you wanted to check out another playthrough of Prey, then uh, yeah, super cool. If you stop by and check that out. In the evenings, we're going to be doing Noita. We're going to be finishing up the Escape from Monkey Island run. We've got more Wasteland 3 coming. Also, I think we may do Stasis soon. It may be a good time to knock that out. Also, Elix. And a lot of other stuff as we get ready for Gears of War. And then as we get into January, or excuse me, February. Gears of War? Wait, Sifu, what? Horizon. Not Gears of War. God of War. <laughs> it's another D.O.W. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> God of War. The new Gears of War remaster coming out. Announcement! No, just, uh, yeah, that'd be fun. But yeah, so uh, God of War. And then, you know, we've got February coming up. And we'll be talking a lot more about that as we get closer. But all sorts of stuff. Hope to see in the channel. And if I don't, see you next week. Cool, cool. All right, that's it. Thanks, everyone, for watching Drop Frames. We'll be back. I'm liking Sunday, by the way, if anyone uh, was curious. Or you got, I'm, Sunday's good. Yeah. It flows well. Me too, like, man. After Drop time. Frames, my weekend starts. It's there great. you go. It's a great intro to my weekend. Uh, weekend. Yeah, yeah, that's good stuff. That's good stuff. We'll be back next Sunday, 1 p.m. Eastern, and soon we'll take over football because it's ending. We should do a super Drop Frames to go against the Super Bowl. Anyone know no, if the Cowboys have a chance? Cowboys have a chance to get in the Super Bowl? Uh, Anyone know? I don't know. Dallas Cowboys Super Bowl. Y yes. Three Wait, reasons isn't, why. Isn't Tim the Tatman rooting for them? I think anyone yes. he roots for loses. Well, oh, he's the Cowboys fan. He, he uh, Jerry Jones owns Complexity, which he is also a co-owner in. So They do have a yeah, chance. If, okay. if Tim, if Tim cool. the Tatman is actively rooting for them, I'm pretty sure that, that disqualifies them. They might actually just straight up lose. Yeah, yeah, I think that just. Yeah. I think they lose by by like rules or something. He's got an extraordinary curse. So, well, I have selfish reasons for wanting them to get in the Super Bowl. <laughs> you want those Twitter followers? <laughs> yeah, I do. I absolutely do. Gonna, I'll we take want them the Super Bowl. I get them. Let's go. <laughs> oh man, that check mark has been in dividends. <laughs> nice, nice. All right, we're getting out of here. Thanks for watching, Drop Frames. Have a good rest of your week. We'll see you next Sunday for more. Bye bye.